Translation from some Finnish English to Midwestern English. Boys, we're not going home. Oh, we are home. Well, you're at your home. I'm not. But we are here live on 12 Ounce Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of The Keel Show. I am your host, Alex Keel. Alongside me, the inside of the insiders, Tyler Keel. Hold on. I have one more sip of coffee here. Hold on. Well, while you're taking that sip of coffee, I'm going to make sure to get all of our things squared away here. If you are watching us live, you are watching us through 12 Ounce Sports. Stop with that lip smacking it's a little. It's got a lot of ground at the bottom of it. It's because you're awful at making coffee. You are watching us live on 12 Ounce Sports, but if you can't watch us live through YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Zingo TV, channel 761, sign up for free using 12 Ounce Sports if you want to watch us on there. Make sure to watch us on the recap show or, you know, what we post on YouTube, on the Keel Show uh, YouTube ourselves. Make sure you're getting involved in the show, whether it's, you know, hashtag TKS, at the Keel Show on Twitter. Make sure you can do that either while we're live here on the show, or you can do it after the fact. If you're listening to the podcast throughout the week and you decide, hmm, I have a quick question going into, you know, round one of the conference finals and all that good stuff, let us know. Make sure to ask any questions if you're watching us live in the chat or in the comments. We're going to do our very best to answer them as we go on through the show. Hi, KillQuest. Today's show is brought to you by 12 Ounce Sports. Well, it's not brought to you by 12 Ounce Sports. It's on 12 Ounce Sports. It's on 12 Ounce Sports. Yes. But today's episode is brought to you by Second String Leather Company. Check out their collection number six with Mike Smith's old Tampa Bay gear and Patrick Waugh's Montreal gear. Also making sure to check out their own branded personal swag. I am wearing the... The, uh, I guess, off-brand New York Islanders Fisherman uh, logo. Is it, is, it, from the crease. is it off-brand? Well, it's not off-brand. It's more of a, it's not a mock. It's a, I can't think of the word off the top of my head. Um, what's some sincere form of flattery? Um, imitation. Imitation. Imita- it's an imitation shirt. Is that what we can call it? Can we call it imitation shirt? I don't know. There's a better word Tweet for us it. at The Cool Show or post it at the Facebook of the At The Cool Show or at Instagram. The, at the Facebook? At the Facebook. Sure. Go, at, go at that Facebook, at but, The Cool Show, at that Facebook. But yes, me and Tyler are doing our part in spreading the swag and showing off that gear. Second String Leather Company crafted from the crease. From the crease. Today's show is also brought to you by mybookie.ag. Bet on all sports, win, and get paid using the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. That's 1-2-O-Z. Sports to join for free today. Make sure that you're getting on there and using that promo code if you want to watch LeBron James make Russell Westbrook look like a two-year-old playing hopscotch when he should be playing basketball. Because of the ref. I don't know. Because of the ref. I don't he know. Made, I, he went for the freaking layup I, and got smoked. I heard something about. Robert Walter like, said, thwap, thwap, thwap. You want to hear a thwap? Bam. Mr. Alaska fans out there, shout out. MyBookie.ag 12 ounce sports is the promo code. We do have our own merchandise. So Tyler did not that. actually get his sweat or actually his t-shirt in yet today but but i did get mine in as you're seeing on your screen right there some of the possible things you could be putting on your body to spread the news it's got a whim you get women's shirts you get regular t-shirts you got hoodies and as alex has here as you can see crew neck sweaters boom using the alternate tks logo that logo up over there that one thank you Tyler. i personally like it i 
actually got the medium size because even though I wear a medium t-shirt, sometimes I like to go for the large size, but that's a nice some, something you can wear during the fall, during the winter time, something. I mean, if you're in a rink or you can get into the rink, make sure you're wearing TKS well, gear. We will put a link somewhere for you to get into that. and It will be in, well, we're obviously going to post it here on the social media here in just a little bit. Also, it's going to be in the description. If you are watching the video, the replay, it'll be in the description of the YouTube video. Also, if you're listening, wherever your favorite podcatcher is, whether it be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. Uh, uh, Stitcher? Miss- are we still on there? I don't think we're on there anymore. No, Spreaker that we were on. Spreaker. That's- no, I don't think we're on that one anymore. But regardless, it'll be in the description of those episodes as well. It'll be everywhere. It's on our link tree. We have a link and tree. Sound- SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, the thing we actually post it through. Yeah. It'll be on there. Yeah. The thing we actually use to make sure everything gets to all of your favorite podcatchers out there. It'll be on there as well. My stuff will be coming soon. Kelly's getting a shirt. She's gone. Up. she probably heard that or she's come storming through. You paid for what? (laughs) Hey, listen. That's the best part about being the creators. You don't have to pay as much for the shirts. Yeah, we get the discounts. We get the discounts. You can get a discount if, you know, you... Want to sponsor our show? Hey, sponsor our show and you get free merch. Hey, there we go. That's how you plug it, right? Is that how you plug it? Sure. Am I doing this thing right? You're a marketing guy here. I am, but that's, Figure it out. that's no. not really how you do it. Oh, but okay. on today's program, we are going to be talking about round two and how we are reacting to that. And we are going to be talking about the Caps potential new coach coming up soon. Also, some other news. We'll also be doing a conference finals preview uh, with the help of good buddy Peyton Turnage. What, what was that, Alex? Turnage. Turnage. Yeah, phenomenal. Sure? Never would have guessed it. <laughs> Turnage. Just making sure you said it right, Alex. I so to- we'll be getting into all of that good stuff on today's show. But we are going to start off with the Washington Capitals coaching candidates that are a possibility. And we'll also actually, ooh, a little bit of news that I actually didn't hear about until today as well. But first, Tyler. What? Washington Capitals. Oh, yeah. The team that got knocked out again in the first round. Correct. Now, despite having Ovechkin, well, he won his cup. It's okay. Last week, we talked about the best coaches that have, you know, been around in the NHL since good old Scotty Bowman uh, retired. One of the names that was on that list, and actually two names that were on the list, Mike Babcock and and Gerard Gallant were both on that list of, quote-unquote, the best coaches since his retirement. Tyler... Are both of them candidates for this position? Well, from what I've been hearing, that those both those gentlemen have interviewed for the position. Now, there was a time that Gerard Gallant was going to be the guy going into Nashville, or not Nashville, New Jersey, excuse me. But And then, of course, when Seattle was announced and then he was fired from Vegas, everyone was like, oh, he's going to go to Seattle. Obviously, everything's still up in the air, but I guess the big point is the fact that Babcock is the one that interviewed for the position. Given the way his time ended in Toronto, obviously not just the fact that the Leafs were having a bad season, but then all of the stories of him coming out and pretty much embarrassing Mitch Marner in his rookie season and, you know, going after other players during his time, Johan Franz, and was a popular story that came out. I think that's the bigger story is that this guy, despite all these tales that have been told about him, have come out, come to fruition and he's still being proposed a possible candidate for a job coaching the Washington Capitals. Now, well, well, hold on, hold here. on, hold on, um, hold on. Let me, let, let me go. I, I had, a, I was on a stream of consciousness here. Okay, it was a good stream of consciousness. It's got an endpoint at some point here. Okay, here's why it would work. Or did you have? Or were you gonna lead it? I was that? actually, I was gonna say why it could possibly work. Well, my point why it's gonna work is because remember why we always say why Mike Babcock was the great and perfect coach for Team Canada because he was able to coach and format and make sure to somewhat slightly strategize 
superstar players. And what do the Washington Capitals still have, Alex? Superstar players, superstar and, talent, and, and veterans. Veteran superstar talent. That's another thing, too. I don't think Mike Babcock could ever go coach a World Junior team. No, he absolutely point. couldn't. Yes, he was the 97 World Junior Championship coach, the, the drive for five team. Yes, I, he was there for that team, but that was a very talented team once again. But at the time, he was coaching juniors. He was coaching minors. He was at that level of coaching. Right. Now that he's worked with the NHL, he's more working. He's better working with veterans. That's why it didn't quite work out with this young generation of talent. Well, think about it, too. I mean, uh, I think a huge point that needs to be brought up is why, why do you think my, Mike Babcock was such a good fit to coach the 2008 Detroit Red Wings Stanley Cup team? It's because not only did they have some, non, some younger talent, but they had Henrik Zetterberg. They had Pavel Datsuk. They had Thomas Holmstrom still. They, Draper was not Dra- on nope. that they team. Saw, they saw the grind line. They, they were, still had Draper. Malpe was still there. McCarty. They brought McCarty back for that year. No, he, he, was no. There. he was there for the next season as well. Well, he was there for the next season. But they brought him in, the yes. fact, But they brought him in for that run. Brad Stewart. We, we got to watch him because he, you know, got back into the swing of things in Grand Rapids, which was an absolute delight. I we remember. literally timed his shifts. <laughs> we were literally, we were the scouts in the stands. We're like, all right, how's all? 20 seconds. That's all I was out there. I think he got into a fight the one game we watched, but. Oh, not- yeah, no. It was the first game that I, we watched. It's like, oh, my God, we get to watch Darren McCarty. Fight. It was his second game Beautiful. back. It was his second game back and the game after he scored the hat trick. Yes. That was that was the bummer. I'm like, ah, we missed it by one, but then again. But also, another key thing that you need to throw in there is that they also had good, somewhat good goaltending, I would still say, and they also had a captain who was older, didn't really have the same production as he had in years past, but was still a solid part of that team and a very influential part of that team in Nicholas Lidstrom. Hmm. Now, that being said, you are faced with a team that as of right now has a plethora of talent, some younger guys, but you have a lot of names to pick from in that list. You have somewhat good goaltending, depending on whether or not I think Holpe still is... He's actually up at the end of this year, correct? Oh. If you want to look that up. CatBrandley.com, which I use yeah, a little bit Yeah, you look that week. up. But that being said, another key point is that you need to coach around Alexander Ovechkin and working with him. And yes, I think, this is last year. Okay, so that that's why a lot of teams are speculating... Or why a lot of people are speculating, like teams like Toronto or some others trying to possibly pick him up because he's still a valid option as a goaltender and whether or not Toronto wants to keep Frederick Anderson. But that being said, going back Great to my Holby. point in a leaf sweater at, Hey, he's not a bad goaltender. When you're he's done, not the up, best. I got some news possibly on the capitals. Okay. Whenever you're done that be okay. But as I continue and I'll finish out my point here, it's you're gonna have to work about a uh, work around your star players and strategize well. And I think that's the one thing that Mike Babcock has been good at. He's not the very he's not the best at formulating on the spot, but if you sign him right now and you give him, you know, the time that he can to actually strategize how he's going to use this team and then be able to depending on how long you get him for, be able to be in that conversation of what kind of draft picks you want to get because that's another thing that, you know, he has to be able to think about is, you know, what kind of players that I'm going to be getting from these drafts or what, whether or not they're going to be actually useful for me because if I'm going to be able to use them right off the bat or if they want to stay in the juniors or if they have to go down to the AHL, stuff like that. That's 
That's why, honestly, I think Mike Babcock might be the best pick for them. But you said you have some news about the Capitals since we're talking about them. Well, I literally just came up on my feed. Well, it was posted about 520, but Steve Dangle retweeted it. It's from an article from the Russian Machine Never Breaks, which is a very popular <laughs> Washington Capitals blog site. They were commenting on a recent uh, a recent episode of Talk North Podcast Network's The Russo Hockey Show. Michael Russo, the athletic writer that covers the Minnesota yes. Wild, was talking with Fox Sports North Anthony LaPanta, who I matched, who I'm connected with on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm one of those guys. Okay. So they were talking about how they're talking about the playoffs and talking about how the Islanders seem to have really controlled and Washington never seemed like a threat in the series, which I, I would not disagree with him at all. They played more as a team. And Russo, in response, said this, quote, yeah, well, I mean, the stories from inside the bubble about the Caps, and don't forget, the, obviously, Russo was with, was following the Wild, and it would have been in Edmonton, not Toronto, just pointing that out there. Right. About the Caps basically turning it into a vacation, having pool parties and things like that, you pretty much, you pretty much knew that they had no interest in being there and quote. Now it is not. Now the Russian machine never breaks. Also goes into the fact that this is coming from Russo's own observation, following reporting on the team, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, you know, it, it's well. It's, you, have, you have to take into consideration. He Russo says says it there himself, according to the stories. Yes. So this is now, obviously and there's know, a lot speculation. Of- and if stuff comes out, stuff comes out. Great. But I mean, honestly, if you take players like Ovechkin and all those guys, and you just let them hang out like dudes, what do you expect is going to happen? Like, bros. Bros! They're hockey players at the end of the day. What do hockey players like to do? Ovechkin pie! They like to drink. They like to party. They like to let off steam going, doing stuff. Give them a pool, a basketball, and one little tiny hoop. I bet you'll see a video in about 30 minutes that has 20 of them going and jumping back and forth, and then finally a dunk. I It's it's just funny that, like... How that, are they going to stay sane by themselves in a bubble? That is one thing that has come up from this, and I believe it was... Oh, gosh, who was the... Was it Rick Bonus? I think, said it from Dallas Stars earlier in these playoffs, said how tough it is on these players to stay focused and stay sane because you are stuck in a hotel room. You're stuck in a confined area. You can't go out in the town. You can't go out in public and so on and so forth. You have to stay inside this bubble or else, you know, you can't play. And that's started to take a toll on these players. And that's why the Capitals like, yeah, we're just going to go there because we're in the playoffs because you can't just have a team just pull out. I'm, well, pardon me. Other teams obviously had done that in the, I remember it was Nashville that in the MLS's back cup. I remember they pulled out of that tournament, but it, the, what the Washington Capitals were to that, it would have been very interesting. And that's the thing too, is Russo may have heard from other people. One of the things people don't realize about insiders is that they're not just going to reveal, whenever you hear them say, you know, from people I've talked to that work with X team or whatever, they're not going to say the guy's name because you want to know why, why is it? Why is the inside information out? Because someone revealed information in secret in right. confidence because you're not going to say the athletic, the equipment trainer for the Washington Capitals said that Alex Ovechkin before game four was doing a keg stand in the locker room. He's not going to say that. No. Why, why that. do you think guys like Elliot Friedman are such so good at See, holding that's why secrets. I'm insider of the insiders because I don't want to go after those people. Those people have jobs. They have lives. Elliot Friedman, he gets paid to do this thing. So I just, I no, you're the insider of the insiders because you're the guy that leaks the information. 
I don't leak the information. <laughs> if I okay, if I ever heard something, well, there was the one story about no, Dan you're the, no, you're the insider. You're the insider to the insiders for me because you want because I'm I'm a hockey insider, and then whenever I want questions you, asked, I'm like, hey, Ty, do you know about this? And you're like, yes, and then you tell me everything, and that's how that works. I tell I know the information. It's like the whole. I mean, now I, the Anthony Sioux story almost broke, but that probably would have got us in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Would, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Yep, that would have been. <laughs> If we broke that story, there, there would be no secret. I was going to write an article on it, and I'm glad that the my editor at the it's time. It's not. It's not like a line in the sand that you could just you know kind of brush away. No, it'd be broken. Plas- it would be plastered on a billboard, and you could see the line for miles of how that story would have came out. But going back to the caps, I mean, they got outplayed. Well, they got to play it. If, I mean, if they really didn't care, I understand that. But I don't I, – listen, Barry Trotz knows how to coach the, against that team. And I think the, I think the Islanders would have beaten him anyways. Oh, well, no doubt. Yeah, you take a, a coach that knows that team and especially knows the players and how they operate. Could you imagine, he, though? He's going to take all, adva- all the advantages – all of the advantages from that. Hence the reason why, I mean, I was wrong last week, and I'll admit it, that he's – arguably one of the best, if not the best coach since Scotty Bowman retired, because you're right. Yes, I agree with you and your point. He's a really good coach. He knows what he's doing and he's been around forever. So even if he hasn't coached these players, he has been around them long enough to see, you know, depending on what team they play for that season, he knows how they operate. I, I truly wonder Alex, because we're and going back to the candidates here. Gerard Gallant would be such a great pick. Because think of it this way, Alex. Look at the teams Gallant has coached in the National Hockey League. And I'm going to even go further back, Alex. The 2011 St. John Sea... Was it 2011? 2011 St. John Sea Dogs. The one that team had Tomas Yurko, Johnny Huberto, that team that won the Memorial Cup. What is your point about this? Gallant was the head coach. Since then, the St. John Sea Dogs have done jack squat. Well, they also haven't had the best talent, have they? Gallant goes to Florida underachieving Florida. 2016, who was the head coach? The uh, team that won the division. That was Gallant, wasn't it? Gallant, yes, that is correct. I'm not sure if he was the coach for the 2012 team. I'm not going to go that far back. But, again, a team that was talented, but not the greatest. The Vegas Golden Knights, a team full of cast-offs and guys that'll never make it, guys that'll be third and fourth liners forever. Well, guys Tur- that were also undervalued. Turns William Carlson into a superstar. Riley Smith, he's like, come on, guys. You and hey, let's go. Come on. You guys come back over here. We'll make you guys superstars. Him and Marcheseau, those guys. He turned those guys into superstars. He was able to have a re- create a rebirth for a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury. He made Derek Englund, Alex, look like a capable top four defenseman. That's not an easy task to do these days. No. And now he would go to a, yes, older, yes, maybe over the hill, but still talented with superstar capability, superstar talented team, in the Washington Capitals. See, here's, here's... He'd get that ring in no time. It'd be on the right hand, but the uh, ring. I don't think so. Because here, here's a point that I'll make. Gerard Gallant... I go back and forth if it's Gerard or Gerard. I say it all the time. I think, I say, I think it's Gerard, but... Why is Texas Roadhouse trending? I don't know. Sorry. Uh, Twitter's weird with 2020 this year, man. It's just random stuff. Hooters was, tw- was trending today. I don't know why. Twitter's weird with 2020. Everything's weird with 2020. I'm waiting for next year. Continue. That being said, uh, you look at the teams that he coached. Florida, Vegas, 
those are teams that you could say if they weren't a blank slate, he could wipe the slate clean quite easily and mold it to how he wants it. I don't think that he could necessarily do that because even if, whether it's, you know, Ovechkin, whether it's Wilson, whether if it's Hopi, if he comes back, I think they have too many, they have too many personalities in that room to truly wipe that slate clean. It, it's it's going to be one of those situations like, oh, what's a, what's a good, what's a good thing for it? Um, Okay, shoot. I've been watching a lot of F- FDR and, you know, World War II. FDR dies during his fourth uh, term as president of the United States, right? I would hope you know that, Alex. You're paying attention. Well, yes. I took AP history. I'm smart. During his fourth term, he dies. And Woodrow Will. Excuse me. Was it Wilson? Yes, because Woodrow Wilson brought us into Korea. Yes. Yes, Woodrow Wilson um, took FDR over, out of that, took over after his, uh, after his president died. And that being said, new coach, if you will, overseeing a team, uh, a board, you know, if you will, a table of generals and all that stuff that already had their own personal opinions, their own little things. They were already their star players. Woodrow Wilson had one guy on that table that he actually cared about and liked. Team didn't work really well. I mean, they got the job done. So, yeah, they might make it to the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to win the cup. They're going to win some battles in some random war over in Asia. But they're not going to win. They got Part, no, two no, nukes. Excuse me. Excuse me, Alex. Conflict. Not a war. The Korean conflict. We have to remember that, Alex. Well, Be- yes. Because they don't want to admit the fact that they lost the war, even though technically the War of 1812 was not a victory. But that's neither here nor there. Well, the War of 1812 wasn't a victory. The Korean War never really ended. The Vietnam War never really ended. That was a big, fat L. That was an L. The Vietnam War never ended. It never ended because the Americans like, well, we're not going to win. Literally, it's like it's like <laughs> rage quitting during a game. It's just like, power off. Nope, we lose. We're, we're going to lose. Get out of here. You get the point I'm saying here. I think... Welcome to history with the Q boys. I mean, hey, I'd love to do a history podcast. Oh, my gosh. I'd have a Buddy, hoot. we are not Dan Carlin. I'm not going to compete with that. Man. I would have a hoot and a nanny. Hoot and nanny. Where are we going with this one, Alex? Uh, Mike Babcock would be better than Jared Gallant. I think I'd like to see Gallant. If Gallant could do it twice and do it with Seattle, that'd be sick. Gerard Gallant raises the Kraken! No. Oh my gosh, Gerard Gallant, game one, comes out dressed out like Zeus, like Liam Neeson. No. Dude! First of all, that'll never happen. Let's and go! Marketing all, 101 with Tyler. That's, that. no, that's awful. Fine, marketing. It'd be a joke. Fine, marketing 84. What ECHL team are you rooting for, buddy? Whatever Seattle's team is. <laughs> sure. Uh, probably Florida, the Everbleeds. Well, no, you could literally just take their... Quad City Mallards. No, if they're... You could literally just put a team in where the Thunderbirds play in Kent. Um... God, what was it? Oh, no, the Thunder it, Chickens. No, if anything, the Kraken will, they'll find some real weird or obscure pick that nobody would really even guess because that's kind of been their thing. Todd Reardon. Don't even say that. Todd Reardon's the head coach of Seattle. Don't say that. And the Seattle Kraken win 14 games in their first season. But no, the C- Seattle Kraken, they've done so many new and different things. They're going to they are gonna pick they something. They named their team after a sea monster. Well, they named their team after a sea monster. That they're, didn't exist. They're playing in an arena, or excuse me, a facility that is 100%, if not almost close to 100%, using green energy. They decided to Amazon. hire... They decided to hire... Well, no... 
Yeah, no, it was Amazon. Excuse me. They decided to hire a team. Was it play by play guy for radio? Ed, Eddie Fitz. Was it was it play by play? Fitzhugh. Yeah, on Fitzy. radio or on TV? I believe. Ra- well, I don't know. I didn't know. If, I don't know if they stated they that whether or not. Yeah, they have a year to figure it out. Well, right. But nevertheless, Fitzy's got a good looking beard. I think he could make it work. Everett Fitzhugh, by the way, is one of the guy I'm talking about. Well, I'm just saying he's the what the first first black first black full time play by play broadcaster for a team in the NHL. First, yes, because I know John Saunders has called some games for. ESPN, I just want to make sure he was, he was never he was a full first. I, I don't first that works for a team. I know for sure because I'm pretty sure John Saunders back in the days of ESPN and ABC that he did call games. I know he hosted the NHL show. I don't know if he. I think he called a couple games. Western Michigan grad, by the way. John Saunders. Go Broncos. Formerly known as hashtag Rose Squad. You didn't even go there. I didn't go there, but I had a plenty of friends that went there. It's hashtag like me, it's like me saying, oh, Rose yeah, let's go dogs. Dog pound. Woo. It's like if I did that. I think but, I I got, but I got accepted there. I did, too. I got you accepted got accept- to Western, accepted Northern, to Ferris. I probably would have gotten accepted to Michigan had they had my program. I found out later that they actually had a radio station that I could have worked for. Huh. That would have been nice to know. I wouldn't have played hockey. would not have gone to Port Huron or Canada or anything like that. You but know regardless, who, you, might, you, know, you know who might not be working for the Seattle Kraken? Who? Pierre Maguire. Why would he not work for the Seattle Kraken? Alex, he works for NBC and just completely wants Kenny Albert to punch him in the face. I know. And he, wants to, he just wants to be on the TV, the radio. That way he can spew... Really needless facts. I but before no before we get to the point, I know where we're gonna go with this. Point. Johnny Forsland doesn't have to deal with Mike Millerberry anymore. Kenny Albert still has to deal with Pierre. See, but honestly, here's the thing: is Pierre all that bad? Uh, Mike Millerberry bad? No. Annoying? Yes. He's not okay. Pierre or Boucher? Bouche. Really? I like I like Bush. I will admit it was very awkward when Johnny Forslund talked about how Carter Hart's shutout streak was and he beat Brian Bush or it was not almost beat Brian Boucher's shutout streak in his rookie season with the Philadelphia Flyers back in two thousand. And Bush just got really awkward about it. Some people actually remember it was against Montreal and he was like, Yeah, that happened. Yeah. I wonder if Bush's time with Philly would just just sucked or something. Like if it just wasn't fun at the end. I mean, playing in Philadelphia, I, from what I've heard, is kind of tough. But he just made it really awkward. And poor John Forslund was like, "But it was great, was it not?" And he's like, "No." Well, you know, it was great. But we're here talking about Carter Hart, and I'm like, "That's the most hockey player thing you could have said, John Brian." Yeah, we're on. here. To, we're here to talk about the new guy. Uh, but no, the, the whole history po- doesn't exist. The whole point of what we've been talking about for the past two minutes now uh, was Pierre Maguire interviewed for the Arizona general manager job. Ha! So let me tell you why this is going to be the new Hartford Whalers and they're going to be moving soon because they're going to lose like 40 games and he's going to lie about how bad they are. He was going to lie saying they had a good road playoff run or something. I don't know. Because no. Pierre Maguire this if he really if he gets if he gets hired before you, this next draft, he is going to draft every single player that he knows their mom, and he's going to talk about how all oh, all these great players, good good Canadian boy, good American boy, um, from you know Backwoods Street, you know Wisconsin, from, comes from Eveleth, Minnesota, Eveleth, Minnesota, which used to be the hockey hotbed of America until about the 1970s when you know he had players from Northeast, but Eveleth, Minnesota, way up there, that's where all the frozen ponds were. And back in the day, they were really good, and they won championship after championship, 20 straight high school state championships. I know, I can, because that's what he is. Remember, he's remember how he butchered I, the Jordan I, Everly goal. Okay, I yeah, know. okay, just making sure we followed that here. That was actually not too bad. 
That was that was pretty that was pretty good with well, his long winded. I've been dude. He's been uh, He's been with NBC since the since the league came back from the lockout. Yeah, and because he'd been doing split with because he was TSN primarily before the the lockout, the 0405 lockout, and then NBC is like, yeah, we can bring him on. We'll do this talent exchange thing with TSN, and Pierre is like. Or no, so it literally said, "I'm like, hey, does anyone know here? Anyone can uh, can fill in uh, for some time being, do some color commentary. We're gonna maybe put a guy between the benches." And Pierre stands up and goes, "I can." It's a meme, dude. We're gonna Thank make you. it. We're gonna make it happen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ty. Uh, but yeah, so that's a little bit of news for you. Next thing we're gonna be talking about is, hey, we need a new general manager in Arizona. Anyone think they have the qualifications and can do this job? I can. <laughs> I can do it. Oh, oh, you can do it. Yeah, Alex. You want to know why? Why? Because the, the Kachina sweaters. No, that's not gonna. No, that's not owner. That's not general manager. That is outside no, 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 work. No, no, just, hold, no, hold on. Okay. Kachina sweaters. Okay. All the time. That's not. Yeah, but that's not a general manager thing. That's just a marketing thing. Do the marketing thing over there. Fine. Do that. GM's you, job is to make sure Taylor know, Hall you, gets signed. You, you, you do realize that gen- general managers. That's kind of also part of their job. Yes, but. Okay, I don't it, think you could convince they, Taylor they, Hall they to stay just there. You, the Alex, team. I love you. You couldn't convince Taylor Hall to stay within the proximity of Arizona, let alone play for Arizona. I don't want him there. We're not going to get in this conversation now. Are we were saying that Taylor before. Hall is useless. <laughs> okay, he played like he was useless. I'm going to text Louis Pinot and see what he's doing. Played like, like he's useless. No, useless. Overpaid and useless. <sighs> in other news. There is still uh, no resolution yet on whether or not family will be allowed into the Western Conference bubble or just, I guess, now just the... The bubble. The bubble. Edmonton. Um, Tyler found this wonderful article by good old... uh, Well, it was by the staff. Did I click... Did I post the wrong article? uh, You keep talking. Did I post the wrong article? Oh, no. Chris Johnson reported on Saturday night... uh, Hockey Night in Canada's headline segment. Uh, this is up to the government, really, of whether or not uh, team or players' families will be allowed into the bubble um, for the remainder of the playoffs. Yes, is and, what Chris Johnson reported. And initially, it was announced that there was going to be family allowed to come into the bubble in Edmonton once the conference finals came around, which is why this is such a big story. The problem is, think of it this way, Alex. Think of how, remember, you know, there's the problem right now with the, the NBA. I forget which, who's the, was it the Utah Jazz coach, the Nuggets coach that came out and said it's dumb that the coach's family can't come into the bubble. I believe now. it was the Nuggets coach. Yeah, so, and because it's a little bit hard to get them in there. And now don't forget the fact that you have to test. And I, because I believe, Alex, I mean, I could be wrong. NBA folks, if you're watching or listening, please tell me I'm wrong. Or if I am wrong. There's a few more people that work for Mike Malone. Yes, that, that name sounds like it was the right guy. It is. Uh, I just want to make sure. I, wonder, I, I don't know which team. I wonder if, because there's more, I think there's more people that work for NHL teams. Are you going to only allow it to be where only players can have family that come in? Because then at that point, you're looking at about 23 members of family, which includes It was wives, the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. Wives, girlfriends, and their children. Some players have more than one child, Alex, and you can't obviously be the which one's the favorite because Alex, you and I have had that. That's been a talk that doesn't end well for anybody. Hi, Dad. Your dad's favorite. I'm mom's favorite. Uh, listen. Now he's gonna say is like that's not true. I love you both equally. Ten bucks is gonna say that. 
No, we wait. I forgot we're like 10 seconds behind. But um, <laughs> no, I listen. I, it's tough because you're going to have to test all these family members, first of all. Number one, you have to test all of them. Make sure they're all healthy. Because it's not like these families are put in quarantine right. during these playoffs while the playoffs are going on. They're probably going to the grocery store, going to dinner with friends, having friends come over. They haven't been able to figure that out yet. And remember how big of an issue. You're looking at the chat right now to see if Dad actually No, I'm comments. just listening to you. Um, Grandpuppy is number one. Oh, okay. That's big. Big save, Dad. Big save. He says Wixie's number one. She is adorable. She is. You're lucky I can't quote George Carlin right now. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> we okay. were watching that before. And Carlin at Carnegie Hall, ladies and gentlemen. If you can find it, watch it. It's amazing. But I, it's it's tough because how tough it was for the players to get tested going into the bubble. To be allowed in the bubble. To be allowed this, in the bubble. For this to be a thing. For just the players and the staff that were allowed to go to Toronto and Edmonton. Think about it. Now there's, have there's all four teams left. left. Yes. There's four teams left with each team being allowed to have 50 members of personnel. That's 200. Yeah, no. that's 200. Yes, 200. yes, that's 200 people, right? Simply multiply that by two. Just say there's a significant, like a wife or a girlfriend. No, no, no. Or no. a partner. No, so let's say... Two and a half, okay? Because some people are going to have kids, some people are not. So let's say two and a half. So 200 times two and a half, 500. that's a good old big 500. 500 people in this bubble. Now you say, Some Alex. towns in Alberta don't even have 500 people. Now you say, people. Alex, I mean, there was... How many there was there's how many teams at the beginning of this, you know, with the playing round and the, the round robin? How many teams were in there in the in the Western Bubble? Todd? Twenty in the Western Bubble, there were twelve. There were twelve teams, so twelve, you know, times you know six hundred. Twelve times fifty. So that's there six, were there six hundred. Were... So you're still an un, under a hundred to what you started out with. Yeah, but guess what? This has been the testing was sorry. I apologize. The testing by itself is hard. It takes a lot of manpower, and I'm saying, you know, man, yeah. it takes a lot of people to do that, and it takes a lot of planning. And it takes a lot of resource to do. So you're asking the NHL to spend more money on housing these families because you have to put on them spending them to how doing all of the sanitation, doing the testing, food. You're gonna probably all that want the, your players and teams are probably gonna want them flown out there. I mean, I I, I think the the right the teams will probably do it individually how they do that. But my question too is. So are they just going to be able to watch the games in the stands? Or are they just going to basically be sitting at home? I, I, That's I, another thing. I think, they would allow, I think they'd allow them in the crowd, but obviously socially distant. You've seen how they've been doing it at a lot of sporting events, outdoor sporting events, and there have been, and there, I think there is some indoor events that are allowing, at least over in Europe, they're doing it. Here's the thing, though. I don't care about Southern Mississippi football. No, that's, not, that's outdoor sporting events. No, I'm saying indoor sporting events. They're doing it over there. And no, yeah, college football, that's. I, yes, that's I a will. whole conversation listen, for I, a different show. Listen, I watched some of it. Is Rando on after this? We could talk. <laughs> Rando, we got something to say about football. I mean, I watched it on Saturday, and I'll probably watch football on Sunday. I don't care. It's football. Well, it's what I do in the fall. I'm sorry. Yeah. If there's not a hockey game on, I'm watching football. We, we drink cider, we eat. Pumpkin stuff. Are we drinking? Ooh, I, it reminds me. I, it, it is September now. I can. I got to go over to, to get Witches up to brew. Rob, Kelly's got it, and I got to go up to Robinettes. Okay. Oh yeah. Robinettes get some donuts, and some cider. Kelly's like, oh, Meyer cider's just fine. No, fine. <laughs> yes. 
that she, one I'll she, allow. She's never watched it, so she won't get it. Um, but I, I but yeah, just, I just I don't think this is a viable option. Uh, it was a great it, it was a great idea. This is people have to understand when the NHL said that the, it was a plan to do so. It's tentative. It's based on information, prior experience, them figuring out how they're actually going to operate in the bubble. And to be quite honest with you, I just don't think that the NHL wants to spend the resources on all of these people because you have to make sure that they have the correct masks. They have to you know, go through all this stuff. And one thing, too, that this has an effect on the players, and they get to go out and they get to practice and they get to play and all this stuff. So they have some sort of activities that they can do. How, how are you going to tell uh, a mother that has uh, a two-year-old and a five-year-old to stay locked in a hotel room for, you know, a week, two weeks? And also, you're going to no, have by this families. Time you, have, you, have, you have two series left, so about three or four weeks. Well, because they want to get it done by, by this time next month, Alex, we'll be talking about the draft. We won't be talking about the playoffs anymore. Precisely. So, you, so why? Here, so here, let's just go with, obviously, the report is there's no resolution yet. Let me give my thoughts theory here okay. and what could happen here in the national hockey league this is straight out of my opinion so if you want to fast forward listen to the replay if you want to mute me for the next two minutes fine get involved fine. with the show tell him that uh he, does, he has a bad opinion at tjku29 across all social media platforms at the kill show hashtag uh, stks hashtag tks i it's here's what they could do i just because don't forget alex listen I was always hoping. We were so fortunate after the qualifying round that the first round of the playoffs didn't start until after our show on Monday. Obviously, round or the conference finals has already started. We'll talk about that later with Peyton Turnage after game one between Dallas and Vegas last night. Same thing happened, though, at the beginning of round two. The league is just getting, like, let's get these games going here. Let's get, let's get this game done. Let's go right into it. No waiting. They're not focused on the outside world. They're focused on getting these playoffs in, getting the cup awarded, getting the draft, abbreviated offseason, go in the next year and try to get some normality within a year or two. Now, if they actually want, because obviously, Alex, celebrating with family during the Stanley Cup is probably one of the biggest and most enriching experiences I've seen. And every cup celebration, you got the family around, it's amazing. In the locker room, it's great. I mean, one of the, still one of the most prolific moments is Ray Bork's kid when Ray Bork won the Cup in 2001. Just at, he's on the ice. It's, he's there with his dad. It's a wonderful, heartfelt moment. I still get a little welled up, even though it's a Colorado Avalanche and dad's probably groaning in the background. But regardless, sure. it's a great moment. So if the NHL wants to do something, it may be too late for the conference finals. However, well, it's what already they, started. That's what I mean. It's too late to, if you want to get, like, say, you know, we'll just get all four teams' families. What they should start doing, the families, I should say, and the teams should start testing, getting the families to test and make sure they can actually travel. So start the COVID testing now. Start all the precautionary you know, steps to make sure that, hey, we can go to Edmonton when the start of the finals comes. So say if, you know, say Vegas wins, but, you know, having Dallas lose, at least Dallas their families were ready to go up there. It may just be inside household. It may not be grandparents, dads, mothers, and it may not be any of that. That's, and that's got to be understand, understood during these circumstances. It can only be probably select like family members. But they should start that now. So when, say, Vegas is moving on, all right, Vegas families come up. If the Islanders win or if it's, you know, it's won by the Tampa Bay Lightning, those families can make their way up into Edmonton, no problem. That's what they should start doing 
now. If they want to have families, if the NHL doesn't plan to have families, I just don't think. Say it. Well, say it now. Say it now. Don't wait until the middle of this month and be like, oh yeah, you know what? We just just couldn't get it done. Be honest. Be straight up. I think now is the time. And I mean, you, if you're gonna be honest with them, well, that that it's not the league's call right now. That's the whole point. It's up to the government, and I just don't think that they're gonna budge. Well, no, that's that's why I'm saying the league negotiate with the government. Well, what if they just don't know? What if they don't know yet? As because, well, no, Ty, you have to remember. But that's why I'm saying everyone else that wants, if you want, they don't know yet, Ty. But that's that's why. So how how are they how are they going to say something now? And that because if they say no now, and then in in three days, then the Canadian government says yes. You're right. Then what are you what are you going to do? You're just like, well, we already said no, so and we're not going to backtrack. You're right, Alex. I agree with you there on the NHL's part. That's a good point you so, make. So, but no, I'm saying is, the, I if, you, if if the government does give the okay, make sure everyone's ready. It's like, hey, uh, we may fly out Friday for something going on. Like, say we may have vacation, we may not. If something works out, pack your clothes anyways. Don't wait till the morning of. That's the metaphor I can get for this one. That's what I'm saying. If it doesn't happen, doesn't happen. But make sure you're ready. So if they say, "Hey, you guys can come on up," boom, you don't have to wait. You don't. I I just I. Th- it at may this not. Point, you're right. At this point, I think it's just too late. Because even even if the Canadian government said for the finals that the teams for the Western Conference and Eastern Conference champion could come up, it still takes you know at least. Excuse me. Oh my gosh. It still takes at least coffee, a, a, a few a few days to plan that stuff. I agree. Which by then, you know, the series could already be over, or it could be halfway done. No. So then both. So then both teams come up there, and then you know, say if it ends in like five games, you have a you know a team in their family that their family was only there for two days. And I agree with you. That's why I'm saying I think it's too late. It probably is, but I'm just saying if the families really want to come up, they'll start preparing. The teams will start preparing, and the league will start preparing if they get the okay. That's ifs and buts from candy and nuts. But if you want to go see your family, if you want your family to come up, start, you know, start the initiative now. I wouldn't worry about it. Hey, I say start now. Start now. Save Smarten your- up. Teams need to save their money. That way they can spend it on players. It doesn't matter. What's a flat cap? All the rich teams can be like, let's bring everyone up here. Woo! We got all the money because we can't pay anyone next year because the no cap. No, no rise in salary cap. Sure. Because you can't worry about saving money, Alex. I mean, that's only Arizona's deal, but whatever. Right. Now. Did you just almost yawn near my No, I did. I, I just I yawned caught out the, the side corner of my head. I didn't need to look at the I monitor. I yawned out the side of I'm my looking mouth. at my notes, but I saw it. I felt it, shut and I heard up, it. Shut up. Shut up. All right. So now let's talk about round two hockey and our reactions to it. First, let's talk about Vancouver taking it all the way to seven games. Uh, I said that the series were going to be done within 48 hours. Why you got to prove me wrong like that? I said Knights in seven, so I'm right technically here, guys. No, no, it's not technical. You said Knights in seven, so you got it right. Let's just, let's just put this up for everyone at home, Alex. We did not have a good round two. Then no. we both picked the same, and we were pretty much, well, I, don't, I haven't heard your pick for the Eastern Conference series. Don't spoil that yet. But we both picked the Knights in six for this conference final. So, mm-hmm. dang, I forgot to grab my trophy because pretty much you awarded me the playoff picks championship, and I, 
I didn't grab my trophy. I'll have, have it for next tro- Monday. You don't deserve a trophy. I won by default at this point because I said, I'm like, hey, I can pick. I'll, you know what? For your sake, Alex, I will gladly pick Dallas, and I should have picked Dallas so, after last so, night. So you're telling me that you're so full of yourself yes. that you made this playoff picks competition between me and you. <laughs> you did all the planning behind it. You bought yourself a trophy. No, I didn't buy myself a trophy. I was going to grab one of my old, like, player trophies from when I was a kid and just show it off. I would have probably done You're a, pathetic. my might state championship oh my trophy. God. Where's your silver sticks medal? There you go. No, that thing got thrown away. That thing was burned. Didn't win. Didn't win. Doesn't matter. Second place, just the first loser. Sure. Um, but man, man, that, that I was, was hoping man. that was a series. I listen, Jacob and Brian, I listened to, I was listening to hockey central on Thursday. Sportsnet 590 fan cross or I think it was that I don't Spit back. it out. I don't know if they're back on Sportsnet. I don't throw on TV yet. Regardless, Brian Burke said it best. The Vancouver Canucks do not get to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs without Jacob Markstrom. The Canucks don't get to game seven without Thatcher Demko. And I remember when I heard that he was going to play in game five, I said, it's over. It's all over. Because, listen, Demko's good. He's talented. He's still too young. He's not going to be able to stand up. And then he just reels off. What was it? I think over. I think he stopped 126 stops. 26, 126 saves in three games. How many saves did Vegas, this goaltender, Robin Leonard, had in his six games? 128. I think that's the number. I'm pretty close. I don't. So, have- so what you're telling me is... And Fat, Thatcher Demko made more saves because he got shot on more. Yes. That doesn't make him a better goalie than Leonard. That doesn't make him more valuable than Leonard. It just means that he saved the puck more because he got shot on less. What I'm saying is, is Here, that he played. Well, what he I'm was saying, the best goaltender of the series is what I'm saying. No, he wasn't. Leonard was the best goalie of that series. Demko was thro- thrown in there on the latter half of it. And by the way, Daniel stole the series. Okay, but people are acting like we thought he was just this. He just came out of nowhere. Freaking Cinderella story. Oh my goodness, I didn't know he's. Do a you good not goalie. listen to me on the show? He's good, but he was not that good. And then he proved me wrong because he was that good in the series. If he, he's a good goaltender, good goaltenders make saves. You also have to remember but he played great. Ty, I didn't think where. Look at the shot chart. Where did the majority of those pucks come from? In game five, outside. But after, and I said it on the Thursday show, game five, he looked great. How, looked where so, did the on. shots come from game six? Hold on. A lot of them were in tight. He made, as, the, as his time wore on, he had to make a couple of big saves in the third period of game five. Game six, another being shell-shocked. And game seven, once again, and Vegas got better chances because initially it was like, all right, just get pucks on this kid. He'll flub one or whatever, and the series will be over. But he proved it wrong because he got into a rhythm. Game six, same thing. Tougher saves. Game seven, even tougher saves. Just couldn't hold the fort for as long as he could. The chances got tougher as his time in the series wore on because the Knights realized they're going to have to try even harder. Game five, yes, I'll agree with you, Alex. The shots were easy. Game six and seven, it could have been over at any point in game six. And game seven, yeah, that's when Cinderella is. That's when the the clock struck midnight on the Canucks. Okay, that being said, I go back to my point. Did we really think that he was so bad or that, oh, my God, I thought he was starstruck? I thought he he wasn't that. He's not a bad goalie just because you just throw him in. the. It's like when Matt Murray was thrown in the net, you know, instead of Flurry. Flurry had a concussion. 
Exactly. They're well. They're like, oh my goodness, you know, oh crap. The Flur- Flur- think- Flurry's done. Oh my goodness, we got to bring Matt. Mur- Wait, he made saves. Well, Jeff Zach. Oh my god, he saved the world. He's the best goalie ever. Alex, oh my god. Who started that? Who who started those playoffs with the Pittsburgh Penguins? I don't care who Jeff started. Zakoff. I don't care who started the Jeff playoffs that time. It doesn't matter. That's this is the one thing with hockey goalies that absolutely irritates me. You just have a goalie that sits on the bench for a lot of the season, if not almost all of it, and then he gets thrown in the net, and they're like, oh, my God. He only let a goal in? He let two goals in? That's not too bad. I have more faith than Maybe he's an NHL goalie. You wrote on the script, Demko has just taken the job from Markstrom. Yes. I disagree. I agree. You want to know why? Because Thatcher Demko is a good goalie, but I will go back to my theory that teams are better off with goalie tandems. He did not take the job from Markstrom. They are now sharing the job. Well, unless Markstrom takes a pay cut, because I feel like with the way he played in the last couple of seasons, Markstrom's going to get paid more than $4 million. And hello, let's see, what's the cap going to be looking like? The Canucks have to sign. Well, if they want to sign, resign Tyler. They're currently over the cap. They are. With bonuses and such. Yes, and right now they have set over 17 mil available for next year, but they have to sign Chris Tanev, which I guess they're going to have to do. Troy Stetcher is an RFA with arbitration. You're going to have to re-sign either. I mean, unless your Tanev's going to be Demko and Louis Domingue, even though Domingue's a UFA, Markstrom's a UFA, Tyler Toffoli's a UFA, and he played a big part in these playoffs. Arbitration rights available for these restricted free agents, which include Jake Furtanen and Tyler Mott, Zach McEwen, he's going to be gone. but Or he's going to be a dumb little contract. But... What I'm saying is, it's going to be tough because Markstrom's going to want money. If you can't give it to him, I don't see why you don't go with Demko. If he asks for too much, I would not be afraid to let Markstrom walk and let Demko be the guy. Now, unless Markstrom takes a nice deal, then yes, you can have the platooning tandem because he is, Demko is signed for one more year at 1.05 mil. That you can try out, and then you can see if Demko's stock goes up, and then you can make your decision on the Yaroslav Halak carry price saga part Three? Three? Yeah, three. But you know what I mean. Hypothetical here. Why don't you just re-sign Demko? Okay. No, you, out. no you don't. He doesn't need to be re-signed yet. He, he can get an extension. Or no, excuse me, Markstrom. Sorry. Yeah. Re-sign Markstrom. If, hear, it's a fair, hear, if it's a fair deal. Hear me out. Re-sign Markstrom. See how you figure that out for one more season. And then if you decide that you like Markstrom, you get rid of Demko. If you decide that you don't like Markstrom, don't protect him for the expansion draft. Markstrom is going to want term. I think he's earned term, and I don't know if the and, Canucks want to give it to him. Because and, think of it this way. Well, well, you still, have, you still have Mikey D. Pietro in the minors. You have Demko coming on. He's got, like I said, one more year, and then he's an RFA, not a UFA, an RFA. Don't protect Markstrom, and don't give him a no-trade clause. He's gonna well. He's gonna want that though. Players want security. If they want, if he wants security, it's in your paycheck. That's your security, right? He either takes a pay. You're right. That, he that, which the, by, but that's why I said it's a hypothetical. So if you wanted to do that, it's a it is a mode of doing it where you could sign him to a deal. Because I forgot, I forgot who it was. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, buh, buh, buh. Unfortunately, I can't read your mind. It was Mark Stone. 
Didn't Mark Stone get a contract right before he got uh, sent to Vegas? It was the way it worked is they said if you trade him to us, we or he said if you come to us, you waive your no trade clause, we will sign you to an extension, which they did, and we'll get to that with Peyton on how that contract's going to suck at the end. It looks good now though, but I just but yeah, so you could you could in theory work something out with Markstrom, and then just basically pawn him off to uh, Seattle. Which by the way, I'm sure that Seattle fans. Some of them kind of like Vancouver. So they're like, well, yes, oh my because goodness, that's the closest team. Yay! You think people from Seattle are going to cheer for California teams? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not, Jinx. You owe me a no, Coke. No, you owe me a Coke. I know you never said that you owe me a Coke, and I called it out first. Uh, I said Jinx first, bud. I beat you to it. Uh, I said Jinx first. So yeah, you're Jinx just marshmallows for the. Shush. What? I was, I thinking, get, of, I was I thinking of a rhyme there, and it didn't work. Didn't work. No dud didn't work. But I think Do we'll. Do you have any comments yet? Uh, well. Apparently, the Kuehl family that lives like five minutes from us are rooting for the Vegas and New York Islanders, and Dad agrees with me I should go get my Adrian State Championship to be my trophy, and I agree 100%. Full of yourself. See, this is why I said you're Dad's favorite. I No, I am not Dad's favorite. Dad's favorite is the Grand Bush trophy. League! <laughs> hey, when eventually when you and I have grandkids, they will be more favorites than, than you and I. Well, Dad. that's how that works, though. <laughs> Babies win. Babies they win. They always win. They always win. You're right. Until you want to know, until you wanna know why we don't no, They always them? win until they poop themselves. And then uh, they come back to us, and then we, we get the grunt. Yeah, well, that's fine. I'd we become mash. Give, them, give me five minutes away from them. That's, that's all I ask for. Just grab them and let me just... <sighs> uh, do you want to move on, or do you want to go to uh, commercial well, here? Well, I want to save some of it, because we'll talk with Peyton Turnage after the break about a lot of the stuff that came out of it. But I will Which, say, by the way, he just popped up on the Google Doc. Hey, Peyton, how you doing? Peyton! <laughs> I don't know if he's listening or not or watching right now, but he's probably just making sure, what are these guys going to talk about? Should I say hello? Hello? Should I, should I do the... I wish I had the meme for, um, for Silence of the Lambs right now. Hello, Peyton. You, you can just message him. You know that, right? You can just... I, I want it, but I'd like so to... Dumb. It's, it's so funny. Hello, Clarice. You're so... You're so... You're so dumb. Hello, Alex. Okay. That's Did I just get, that. scare you? No, you didn't scare me. I, I, You're just awkward. I had, I had his liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Ah, I can't do it. I can't do it. My lips are never... I, I can't... No, that's not how he did it, though. You're cheating. No, his bottom lip was tucked underneath. You're letting it hang out like you're a gosh darn piranha. Well, yes, because I'm going for the sound. I'm not going for accuracy. But you're... Listen, Anthony Hopkins is... A, he's a G. Oh my god! Should we go to break? Let's just go to break. We should go to break because also because I want to I want to save some of this stuff for Peyton because well Peyton he's a nice guy and I like his I like his points and sure he's got good talks he he talks well talks better than I probably fair enough after the break we will be coming back with Peyton Turnage we will also be talking with him about the East and all that good stuff here on the Keel Show on Twelve Out Sports we'll be right back. Welcome back here to the Keel Show here on 12 Ounce Sports, brought to you by Second String Leather Company, helping us break down the conference finals matchups. We are pleased to welcome back for the third time to the Keel Show, a member of Penalty Box Radio and play-by-play voice of Alabama Huntsville Hockey. UAH. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's Peyton Turnage, everyone. Hey, you got the name right, Alex. Congratulations. You do it one time <laughs> and you just get now. reamed. It's fine. Peyton, hey. how are you doing today? 
I'm good. What about you guys? You have a, you have a good uh, Labor Day weekend? We, well, well you, I mean, not well, too bad. I, actually, I didn't work. So I worked partially on Saturday, had yesterday off. But then again, when you're having a puppy, it's that, that's a full-time gig. So I, I'd like to say I had the weekend off, but I didn't. I was on bathroom control. That was fun. That's fine. You have oh. a new puppy. Oh, yeah. When have you ever raised a puppy? Uh, no. By myself once. It was Lando. Oh, yeah. Oh, we don't count that. But anyways, yes. How was your weekend, Peyton? Peyton? Oh, no. Bueller. Good. I just went up to West Kentucky, hung out with my brother all week. There you go. That'll do it. I thought he disappeared all of a sudden on us. I mean, hey, you might. Sometimes people disappear. Come happens out of nowhere. But we are going to be talking about the Eastern Conference and how that's going to play out for the final. I mean, we have number two, Tampa, versus the number six, New York Islanders. This is definitely going to be a matchup to watch. Honestly, I would... I'm honestly excited to watch this matchup versus the Vegas matchup purely on the basis that I didn't expect Tampa to be getting past the first round and the Islanders just decided to turn up the heat, if you will. So it's going to be the Bolts versus the the Island folk. Uh, Tampa went 2-1 and one in the round robin, b- defeated the Blue Jackets. This is actually their sixth appearance in team history to the conference finals. And New York also doing fairly well, actually knocking off Washington in five games in round one. This is their first conference final appearance since 1993. Now, Peyton, we'll start off with you. What do you think of this series, and who do you think are going to be the key players for both teams? I think for Tampa, it's almost deja vu all over again. It's sort of the unstoppable force and the immovable object, much like what we saw when Tampa played Columbus. Uh, Columbus would buy everything in the kitchen sink included, and Columbus had that stacked defense. And the New York Islanders seem to bring the same game, except they've got even more offensive punch. So I think Tampa really needs to look out in this series. I think they can get it done, uh, but I think everything with Tampa is going to ride on Victor Hedman. Oh, it seems like he's the lifeblood of the team. Uh, they live and die by him, and, and sure enough, he was the one that provided the series clincher. And then for the Islanders, I mean, you pick anybody. Uh, they seem to, to play really hard as a team and play by committee. If one guy's out of the lineup, another guy steps up and is able to fill the role. So uh, the Lightning definitely have their their work cut out for them with this rugged New York Islanders team. Yeah, I do. Th- I do think you have a very good point there. The Islanders have really gotten around this whole idea that this team first concept that the that I mean, I, the, I I think the entire season they've kind of gone off of, but now really in the playoffs, it's. Since they, I guess they've just been closer more and more as they've been in quarantine. They've just been able to, you know, move off that. But Tampa still no Stamkos, and like you said, this is going to come back down to Hedman because he is truly the the main guy when it comes to the actual skaters on the ice. Um, he did get that the one goal to send it or send Tampa into the conference final. But you know, you look at players like Braden Point, Andre Palat being another key player for them with seven points total. Do you think that those guys are going to also have to step up their game, or do you think it's going to have to, they try to do something similar to the Islanders where they try to buy into this team concept? Well, if Brayton Point steps up his game even more, I think the train's just going to fly off the tracks. I think he's just been phenomenal in these playoffs. Um, going one of the top scores 
all throughout the postseason and has really even if Stamkos was around, I think Point would be anointed as the number one center. He's played so well. And uh, yeah, you bring up a guy like Andre Palat, who's all these years we've always talked about Stamkos, Point, Kucherov, uh, Kalorn, and then Palat's kind of been that hidden gem, and he's really shown what he can do this postseason. And then I uh, look at uh, Nikita Kucherov, only four goals in the postseason. When is he going to start lighting it up? This could be his series as well. So if they get all the offensive pieces moving for Tampa. Um, I think the unstoppable force might come out of this. I, you know, it's funny because when Braden Point had his contract negotiations because he was an RFA, I remember I was like, is he going to be that good? Well, currently he is that good, tied for fourth in points right now in these playoffs with 18. And the only other guys that are tied with him are no longer playing. So I think he'll eclipse that mark. And even though now Nathan McKinnon's got 25 points and it'll stay there. But I just, this team, and I, you know, I haven't said it all playoffs, Alex, but I'm going to say it now just for fun. Remember who said was going to Tampa was going to win the 2020 Stanley Cup, Alex? Uh, Dad? No. Well, he may have, but that was me because I remember I said it. 62 wins last year. What did the Red Wings do in 96, Alex? Six, they, they got over 100 points. 62 wins. And guess what they did the next year? They didn't win it that year. They won it the next year. This, I think, is the team. You have a good goaltender, a guy that's playing well at least, playing like he should, playing like a Vesna-caliber goaltender. He may have not have done that in the regular season. But I just think that now is the time for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but yet there's just this weird thing in Long Island. Well, it's in, it was in Toronto, but this team in Long Island, this team with zip for superstars, this team with a Stanley Cup-winning coach, and, a, and as we talked about last week, Alex, a coach that is probably the best coach of our generation since Scotty Bowman. Peyton, Barry Trotz against John Cooper. It's hard for me to go against Barry Trotz, at least in head-to-head coaching in this series. From a straight-up coaching perspective, yes, I agree. Barry Trotz really has planted himself as really an all-time great. Uh, of course, with me being a Nashville fan, I got to experience him for a long, long time. I mean, you never see a coach uh, with the team as long as he was. And he's been able to, you know, keep it going. Uh, we always did when he left Nashville, went to Washington, you know, wonder what he could do with even greater offensive pieces like Alex Ovechkin, players that he had never coached before. And sure enough, he's kept the ball rolling, got a cup under his belt, and now he's kind of had to revert back to what he had to do in Nashville, not so much top-end talent, but just get a full score-by-committee buy-in um, and a rough and tugged um defensive style and we're definitely seeing that again and it's you know he's he's advanced this islander team all the way to the conference final again i think tampa is going to win the series but i could easily see the islanders pulling this one out too just because of how well they're able to come together team okay so now so you're picking the islanders to win the series no, he's picking tampa oh, he's, excuse me. he's saying tampa is going to win i'm picking tampa yeah you're picking tampa okay so I do have to ask then with all everything, you know, tucked into a burrito and shipped off to the, you know, Mexico. What? How many games? What was that? I heard it somewhere and I can't remember where I heard it. In a burrito and shipped to Mexico. Yeah. I don't know where I heard that, but I, I remember hearing it somewhere. I think it was maybe a comedy special. Have you heard of this saying before, or is this something Alex is spewing out? 
Have you heard this before? Definitely a first time for me. <laughs> first time? Okay. Well, first time for everybody, Alex. Let's just let's just wrap it in a burrito and ship it off to Mexico. How many games do you think <laughs> this this series will go um, to get a, a decisive winner in the East with everything considered? As close as I'm making it sound, as close as uh, it may seem, I do think this goes six games. Um, I Usually six games is always my go-to anyway. Uh, could see it going seven, but I do think it's going to be six. And it's going to be a matter of if the Islanders can keep it together or does this Tampa Bay team finally break them down. Uh, I think that's going to be a, a main key. So Tampa in six. Uh, Tyler, what's your pick for this? I'm going to have you go first. You want me to go first? Because okay. even though I am the unofficial, pretty much going to be the playoff prediction champion here of the Kewl show because oh, Alex whatever. had to pick Vegas and I, he wouldn't let me pick Dallas. I'll let you go first on this one, Alex. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to have to go against Peyton on this one. I'm going to say it's the Islanders that are going to pull it out. And I'm going to say it's going to be them in six because I just don't think that Victor Hedman is going to be healthy by game two. I think some somewhere Hedman or Hedman Hedman okay yeah so making sure with, I heard with your- all the problems that he's had with his lower body I think somehow some way within the first two games excuse me for for game three for, and I think in the first two games something's going to happen where whether it's his ankle or his knee or his hip or his you know old man back something's going to happen with him and he's just going to be taken out of play and it's just going to be one of those things that kind of tears the heart out of the team because. Like Peyton said, he is, as of right now, the lifeblood of the team, and everybody kind of revolves themselves around him and you know what he's been able to do and how he's been able to help them or at least try to help them during this playoff. Um, but that being said, Tyler, before actually before I get your input on this, I want to ask you the question of, and then Peyton, you can also answer this as well, for the Islanders, Thomas Grice or Semyon Barlamov? Because I think this is is actually another reason why I think that the Islanders will win this in six is going to be their goaltending. Tyler, I'll let you go first. Who do you think? Well, you know, it's it's crazy because you look back at the 2016 Islanders team that actually won a series for the first time since 93. Who was the goaltender? Thomas Grice. Now, yes, I have harped on Thomas Grice like none other, but then he came out with a big game in game, I believe it was game four, that he came in and played well in the Philadelphia series, stopped 36 shots, was 2-0 in the series because he was there in net in Game 7 because Varlamov had a couple of shaky games in 5 and 6. But, you know, it it all depends on what Trotz feels. If Trotz feels like Varlamov's ready to go tonight, I'm literally just scrolling through my Twitter intently trying to figure out who's going to play because at this point, left wing lock, I love left wing lock.com. I just think they're useless because I've seen, I mean, heck last night, Mark Andre Fleury Sharks. We'll get to that obviously here in a little bit, but I, I don't know who to go with. I, I'd be comfortable going with Grice because despite only playing two games in these playoffs, he's looked good. Obviously Varlama because well, Varlama has been your guy each and every step of the way, these playoffs up until that game four against Philadelphia. So right now I say game one, go with Varlamov. But if he gets if he gets a little a little shaky, go ahead. Go give Thomas Grice game two or game three or whenever Varlamov slips up because you have, and I said it, they may have the best tandem here in these playoffs. After now the fact that Anton Udobin's the only guy for Dallas, and you have Tampa, I mean it's just Vasilevsky, 
and for the Vegas Golden Knights, well, Vegas, obviously, we saw yesterday with Marc-Andre Fleury, but I still think Thomas Grice and Varlamov is the better tandem. So I go with Varlamov game one, but as soon as he allows three or four goals and the Islanders lose, you go with Thomas Grice. Fair enough. Peyton, who do you think between Varlamov, excuse me, ah, God, my... You're right, Varlamov. Yeah, Varlamov and Grice, who do you think <laughs> has the land claim in between the pipes for this series? Or At the very least, because that's kind of a loaded question with how this team has been kind of using them as a tandem. Who do you think gets the start in, in game one tonight? I, I agree with Tyler. I think with Thomas Grice, it's almost like having a really good relief pitcher. Like you want to keep him fresh. You want to keep him there just in case something does happen. Then you can throw him in and he can be lights out. I mean, I'm looking at his stats. He's a 960 save percentage through these playoffs. But I don't think he's quite starting material because Verlamov really hasn't been bad. You guys mentioned that game four is kind of really where he faltered, but I think Verlamov's still the starting goalie. And then you just keep Grice there in case something happens. And it's a luxury to have because it's almost, you know, foolproof with the goaltending fandom. Uh, I would love to know what relief pitching is like. I'm a Blue Jays fan. We don't have relief pitching. We have, <laughs> we have Vladdy Jr. and Biggio and Bichette's coming back soon, possibly, but we have bats. We have Rowdy and we have Rue as our starting pitcher. That's all we got. We got nothing. Fair enough. But I mean, Eric Fair? <laughs> namesake, sure. <laughs> but I actually, I'm going to have to agree with both of you on this one. I think it's the three musketeers for Grice. I think he. Wait, you, wait what? You mean Varlamov? Grice. No, we said Varlamov in game one. Ru- what? Are you listening? <laughs> Peyton, did you say Grice or Varlamov? I talked about Grice, but I think Verlamov should be the starter. Good. You yeah. keep Grice fresh in case something happens. Well, then I'm going against <laughs> both of you guys. I it's guess, a heel turn. I guess instead of tea, I should have gone with the coffee. Here no. Seth Rollins with a chair in the back of Roman Reigns and a curb stop to Dean Ambrose. I say Grice. Final answer. No. Salad. No, wait. Soup. Soup. <laughs> Give me both. We'll play them both. Put them both. Then we'll skate with four guys on the ice. The two hey, goaltenders. There we Hey. It's illegal, Alex. You can't do it. This ain't street hockey. No, you no, 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 street hockey. Hear me out. Simeon Varlamov gets to wear the goalie pads. Grice gets to wear skater pads, but you just throw both of them in the net at the same time. Yeah, that just sounds smart. It'll be fine. No, what? It'll be what, Alex? It'll be fine. No, it's not fine. Fine is a four-letter word starts the letter F. So guess what, Alex? It is not just the word you just said. I will not say it because I refuse. Fair enough. But... Going back, Tyler, you're the last person to actually take a pick on who you think is going to win this series. I went with the Islanders in six. Peyton, you got the Bolts in six. Tyler, if you say six games, I'm going to punch you. Well, it's not going to be six. Okay. Hot take? Incoming? Deathwish Coffee? No, no, no. Because, listen, I got to say, I have to say the, the Lightning because... Who did I say was going to win the 2020 Stanley Cup? The Tampa Bay Lightning. You, you just said that about five minutes ago. And I'm going to yes. say it again. I'm going to say it until they win it because they're going to. They're going to beat Vegas, and that's just how it's going to go. I'm sorry, Vegas. I know you want to be that Cinderella story, but guess what? You rolled the dice too much. Tampa is going to win. Islanders will give them all the flack in the world. Grice will play a couple games. Varlamov will you know, win a game or two. Seven games, though. Vasilevsky outduels Thomas Grice in game seven. It'll be a 2-1 game because it'll be boring as heck for the first period and a half because that's how the Islanders love to play. Tampa will finally break through with a tying goal in the third period. And then in overtime, let's go with let's go with Palat because I was, he was my pick last Monday and it worked out really well. Why not? 
Andre Palat because he scored when I called it. So I'm going to stick with that. He's my guy. Fair enough. So six, six, and seven for the series. Tyler, did you want to go to commercial break? You just want to keep on rolling. I think we should keep on rolling. Obviously, we got a lot of time left here. We still have an hour. We still have like an hour and fifteen here. Wonderful. So have we woken up Wixie yet? I don't think we woke. I haven't heard any barking yet. So that's I good. don't think so. But let's move on to the West here. We are talking about the Vegas and Dallas series. The only thing that is happening out west. Jokes on you. Both are actually playing out there now. By the way. Yeah, I was about to say. I'm gonna say what? Uh, Vegas versus Dallas. Dallas actually took the lead already in the series uh, with a one nothing lead to have the one nothing series lead. Um, Flower, good old Marc-Andre Fleury, started for the Knights. And I actually didn't watch this game, so I'm not too knowledgeable on it. I just got the... Kind of the gist, the uh, well, the, the Mad Lib, if you will. You know, it was funny because good friend of a good friend of the show, Brett Pickler. We had him on a few weeks ago. Remember the hockey yep. writers? Yeah. He re- he just wrote the article, and it was released right before warmups of the game last night between Dallas and Vegas. How he was saying the controversy has been solved. Robin Leonard's the guy, and all of a sudden, Pete DeBoer's like flurry in game one, and I'm just like, oh poor Brett. <laughs> I sent him a message, and I'm like. That's just bad timing, and I, I mean, Peyton, I, listen, after that first goal by Klingberg, a good wrist shot, I don't think Flurry played bad. He was solid, and, I mean, they really had no choice but to play him after you started, you know, Robin Leonard two straight nights, including a game seven. Uh, I mean, Flurry's not a bad goalie. He's always proven. He's been great. If anything, he's gotten better with age. Um, you know, he can still play with a sword in his back. But, uh, you know, I think that was just a tired team in Vegas that couldn't put the puck in the back of the net. I mean, and I... I mean, what, was it three games in four days? Uh, yeah, but... Yeah. And, well, Dallas was the same way, though, because Dallas and Colorado played right before that. Now, Grant, no, that is true, though, because Vegas and Vancouver had the back-to-back. That's, I think, I get I get Peyton's point there. Yeah. And I just, you know, it, it was such a weird a weird game because I'm watching, I'm just like, really Dallas is out playing him. And, you know, Flurry had to make a few big saves and yes, Hugh Dobin did, but as well, but I say once that I think the legs finally came to Vegas in that third period. Now, the big thing about the game though, was the absence of one Alex, one Ryan Reeves. He wasn't in the lineup, Alex. You remember why? Uh, because he got taken out of the game because he tried to take Mod out of the game. Yes, that's right. And it was only a one-game suspension for braining somebody. And, you know, I, I was we were going to talk about this before I brought on Peyton, but we ran out of time. Peyton, your thoughts on the only one-game suspension of one Ryan Reeves? It's kind of a, you know, I guess a catch-22 because he was going in there looking for blood, but I think he kind of pulled up last moment and tried to soften the blow as best he could. But, I mean, obviously, he still just destroyed Tyler Mott with his back. But I think uh, it could have been much worse than what actually ended up happening. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with Peyton on this one. I, I, I you went, just like to de- go up no, against no, 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 me no, no, when it no, comes no, to that, player that, safety. That's no, the thing. I, no I, that, well, sometimes, yes, because <laughs> it's fun. But I think in this case, I'm going to agree with Peyton purely on the basis that I've watched, I watched that video over and over again. And it like like Peyton said, it kind of looks like he just lets off the gas went at the last second because he tried to not kill him. But he's 
Ryan Reeves has the Bufflin complex, which is the Stevens complex, which is, I don't know, name another big guy complex. He's just big. So even if he just barely glances you, you're going to go flying a little bit. And not to say that Tyler Mott's not the biggest guy, but Ryan Reeves is not a force to take lightly. So I, I did watch the video over and over again, and that's probably a reason why they did only give him one game instead of two or three. Well, Tyler Mott did they, come back in that game. Well, that's another factor is the fact that he wasn't seriously injured, thankfully. But it did look like he didn't try to brain him. I think he, yes, he wanted to lay a big hit. Yes, he wanted to send a message. I don't think he went for the head. Uh, it's, it is tough because I just, I, I watch it and I, cause Reeves has been a guy that's done that before. And right. Hit, which don't you not think as bad as Tom Wilson? Right. But, but don't you think he's a smart enough player that after having that, you know, having been suspended before that he wants to, I don't know, not have that happen again. Because he doesn't. You get, heard me just mention Tom Wilson, right? <laughs> oh, Tom Wilson's—he's he's a, a he's different a, story. He's a, Ryan, he's a dumbass. Ryan Reeves, I think, has more integrity than Tom Wilson. Uh, okay, fair. Uh, I'll allow it. Air fair, yeah. But the game was still physical though. Last night in game one, ninety-six hits in total. I mean, Peyton. I know this. I mean, you look at Rick Bonus's team in Dallas. They don't have you know superstar scoring at least right now. But, I mean, this may be just an incredibly physical series between the two teams. It would have been a great series for Dallas in 2015. Now, that's just saying if the Golden Knights existed then. But, uh, yeah, they've had to really rely on uh, some depth scoring. I mean, I know you guys talked about TV Ronta coming out of nowhere and saving their bacon. But where have guys like Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn, you know, where have they been this whole time? They really haven't done much. Uh, it's been the Alex Radilovs of the world that have, you know, come in for them. So, and then uh, with Klingberg jumping in offensively from the back end and Miro Haskin and playing out of his mind. But, uh, yeah, they're really – I don't know if they can, can stick on that for, for very long at all. Uh, Vegas has got a great team top to bottom. They have two first lines, and then that third line with Stastny and Waugh is great as well. Uh, great active defense as well. And then you got the goaltending can with Flurry and Lanner. I guess if you're a Stars fan, you just need to pray. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way the third period was going last night, I'm pretty sure the Stars were on hope and a prayer the way they were able to hold on. I just, listen, and I we played the, the clip off the top of the show of Kivy Ranta in the locker room saying, we're not going home. Peyton, I want you to be 100% honest with me. Did you know that this Kivy Ranta fellow existed before game seven? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, <laughs> it's. I thought it, I thought it was a Kiwi Holmy for a second. The Leafs prospect. Actually, I don't even know if he's still in Toronto, but uh, I, I kind of had to double check the roster a few times. Well, I, I, I think that's just been kind of the narrative of this entire playoff, though, hasn't it? Really? I mean, with, well, at least I know Kubelik, the other players like, that have what? stepped up. I have no idea. Did you know who, who this guy Kubelik is? was? Dominic Kubelik? Yeah. Did you honestly know who that was? Yes, because he was the leading scorer during the regular season. He's actually done stuff in the eighty in during the regular season. I didn't know this guy. I had to literally look up his elite prospects because to make sure that this name was not a joke. It, that Alex, that is a created name on a player like an NHL threes generated computer team. That's what that guy was. But yet here he is scoring a hat trick in Game Seven. I, I listen. Hey, apparently he exists and he plays well. Now I will say this, Alex. I don't know if you heard this. I know Peyton did. But you got to go, and I'm saying that for the people at home too, 
go back and find the Finnish commentary for that game. I forget the guy's name that did it. It is the best thing because Kibi Kibi Ranta is Finnish. Yes, and I am aware. And it was the Peyton. Listen, I, I like to think that we have decent goal calls ourselves from time to time. That was probably the best goal call I think I've heard of these playoffs. Well, it's so funny that when you're a national or in this case, international broadcaster, you need to not be biased, but does it, he didn't care which teams were playing. The Finnish guy had the overtime winner. So he's just going to lose his mind. So yeah, classic moment. Kind of reminds me of the uh, Stanley cup finals when uh, in 2017, when Pekka was standing on his head. And I think it was the same guy uh, was yelling. Pekka sounds like mom <laughs> or it sounds like dad. <laughs> John Slope, if you're going to translate it from Finnish to English. Apparently, his name is John Slope. It's just a little, little dumb fact there for you. Thank you, Tyler. I, I come up with a lot of them. But um, we, we kind of mentioned it with the uh, first playoff shutout for Hudobin. 25 saves, making sure that the Stars held on in that third period. Do, do we think that Hudobin... Qdoba, Qdoba, Qdoba. No, it's no, it's not. It's there's no K. Can, can I call him Qdoba? No, though? you Why can't. Not? No, you can't. It's Dubby. Fine. Hudobin. I had Qdoba for lunch today. There we go. Uh, it's count it. No. So nice old Qdobin. No, Qdoba <laughs> is false. It is a lie. It is disgusting. I'm not saying Chipotle is better, but listen, there's better Mexican restaurants in this world. Not, not Taco Bell. I'm not going to do that. Now I'm trying to think of a good Mexican place. Well, there is Downtown Trees, which I have been to in years now. Um, yeah, but you got to put them all in different categories. This is more like build your own Mexican. Yeah. Uh, you know what? How about this? You know what, Alex? That's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the store after the show. I'm going to get some ground beef, and we're going to make our own Mexican food, and it's going to be better than Qdoba. Okay. <laughs> hey, you want to go get the beef while I watch the dog? <laughs> sure, why not? But um, getting back to my point here, Qdoba and, and, and Peyton, you, you said that these – Stars fans are going to have to be praying to win this series because I think Vegas just looks so strong. Do you think that Hugh Dobin is going to be able to keep this team in it for long enough so that way they can have a chance in this series? Well, up until this postseason, he's never been put in that position before. Um, He's, I think a lot of us, even before this playoff, would say that he was one of the best backups, if not the best backup in the league. And he's showing it. Uh, I guess to answer your question, he's going to have to. Uh, he's going to have to really step up and, and be that man. Because if goaltending falters for Dallas, um, you know, that's something they've relied on heavily in this postseason. Besides, again, Miro Haskin and playing absolutely out of his mind. You're going to have to do it because Bishop still looks really shaky, and I don't know about Jake Ottinger. I don't think anybody really knows about Jake Ottinger at this point. I have more faith in Michael Hutchinson winning the Stanley Cup than Jake Ottinger. I'll be honest with you. Even though Hutchie, he dang near did it, but I have more faith in Thomas McCollum winning the Stanley Cup. (laughs) I got to ask you, because I got to ask you, Tyler, wouldn't that have been the most leafy thing ever if the Avalanche had won the Cup with Michael Hutchinson in that? (laughs) <laughs> it's, it, it's incredibly funny because I we had I had the Thursday show right after game five, and I said, wow, this may actually happen. Michael Hutchinson may actually play well. And all of a sudden, that last goal all started with an awful rebound, and I literally pointed out and said, and that's why Jack Campbell's our backup now. 
obviously Michael Hutchinson was on a team that made it a little bit further than the Leafs, but I digress. I, it would have been because, I mean, look, James Reimer gets traded to the San Jose Sharks in 2016. Alex, where did the San Jose Sharks end up in the 2016 playoffs? Stanley Cup Finals. I knew you were going to try to think about it, but unfortunately, we don't have all day. But yes, Reimer was don't the backup. Yeah. James Reimer and Nick Spalling. Nick Spalling. What? I know Roman Polak, too. And Roman Polak. He was, he was in that trade because yeah. then he came back. The Leafs just the half the Leafs were on the Sharks in that playoff run, except for Rafi Torres. He came to the Leafs, but I uh, listen. And I Brian Burke said it best because I was also on the Thursday show. Michael Hutchinson's a good goaltender when there's a team that's structured defensively in front of him, similar to the Colorado Avalanche. The Leafs, Alex, are not. And now Dad's probably in a comment saying, "Stop talking about the Leafs." And I'm like, it's "Well, they're not a team. They're just a collection of players. They're a collection of players, a collection of all star talent." And why is Sweet Chin Music trending on Twitter? <laughs> uh, that's a- <laughs> oh my! Oh, all right, Peyton. Sorry. Um, apparently, there's a, a Pascal Sakam of the Toronto Raptors is super kicking a guy of the Celtics. Uh, Twitter's a wonderful thing. I wish Peyton could see my page right now, so he'd understand why I'm just losing my mind. I can't do this to Peyton on the air. Let's let's get back to the series here for for everyone's sake and sanity. So, game two is tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Vegas, I mean, we, we can talk about all the problems of Dallas, but let's, let's really just talk about the strengths that Vegas has and how, how well they've just done in this entire playoff. 3-0 in the round robin. Beat Chicago in six games, which I was actually surprised that it went all the way to six games. Uh, they actually they, they did end up having to take it all the way to seven games with Vancouver, but I would argue that in those games past the 3-1 lead, they still did look quite dominant with it. And I mean, Tyler's trying to hold in his laughter, looking up sweet chin music on Twitter. So it's funny. Well, Payne's a wrestling fan. He probably gets what I'm talking about when we say sweet chin music. Well, of course. I mean, you have to live under a rock. That's true. Under the rock. No, it's John Michaels never took on the rock. I was was a wrestling fan 15 years ago, but (laughs) well, that back when Shawn Michaels was still popular. So he understands still relevant at Uh, the very least. Yes. Uh, but, Vegas, Shea Theodore, Mark Stone, Riley Smith get in there, Robin Leonard, Flurry, I'd still say he's a, a key figure in this, regardless of whatever controversy, blah, blah, agent, BS, whatever. Peyton, this is a Christmas list for a for a head coach. And you have all these toys you can play with, and Dallas doesn't look strong. It, oh, is there anything that Vegas you know, can't do, or is there any place that they're going to go wrong in this series to, to make it go past, you know, six games and have to go all the way to a game seven again? I think we saw it last night. I think that was the end of where they could go wrong. Uh, exhausted again after playing um, two nights in a row, playing their hearts out in a game seven, almost you know, losing to Vancouver. Let's not forget how close that game went. Uh, now, now that they, you know, they're going to have day to rest. Um, they'll have all of tomorrow leading up to the evening. Uh, this team's going to be more fresh. I think they're going to put Robin Leonard in that because they can. Um, yeah, this is where the series, I think, takes a turn for sure. Uh, quick breaking news here. Can I quick change my pick on who I want to start game one for the Islanders? Because uh, I'd like to pick Thomas Grice, please. Oh, was I right? 
No, shut up, Alex. Hmm, okay. Uh, Payton, Elliot Friedman just tweeted 51 seconds ago that Thomas Grice is going to be the starting goaltender in game one. Count it. Shut up, Alex. <laughs> Even though you are wearing the second string leather crap. Well, from... Oh, go ahead, Peyton. Peyton, you there? I guess there's something to be. Yeah, you can hear me okay? Yeah, yeah we're good. Okay, okay, sorry. I was going to say that um, I guess there's something to be said for the hands. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Well, that's why I wonder. Now, jumping back to the Vegas series here, does Leonard go back in game two? I and I because as right as of right now, obviously the game dates can change with all the craziness that could happen in this world. All there is no back to back set up in either series, so it's not like you're gonna have to start one goaltender because the other goaltenders have to play the next night. Would you, after Flurry played admirably tomorrow or last night? On tomorrow night's game, eight o'clock Eastern Time, six o'clock Mountain Time, do you go back to Leonard or do you stick with Flurry because he played well, well enough at least for Vegas to win? I still think you go with Leonard. I still think he's the better of two, and you go ahead and get him started. You have one game each, and then you just see, you know, that's kind of your barometer for this series. You know, no two series are the same. Um, you, you take game one from Flurry, evaluate it, and you see how Leonard does in game two and see where it goes from there. Uh, but I would still do Leonard for sure. Leonard would be a Leonard be a good decision. I his story. He's, he's arguably the best goalie in the playoffs. He he has been. His, look at round two, he got three shutouts. Tyler was you know gracious enough to give me some of the stats. One point five three goals against average, save percentage of nine three four. Overall, in the entire playoffs, eight and four, eight wins, four losses, one point nine nine goals against, nine eighteen save percentage, eighth best goals against in the playoffs. But arguably, X factor, I gotta say, he's been the best. It's it's arguable, yes, but I he has a very valid point. You know, it's it's tough to look at those last three games of the Vancouver series just because of the fact that. They were so brutally outshot were the Canucks that we didn't get to see a whole lot of Robin Leonard until that huge save in game seven, that big glove save. And, you know, you may ha- you may want to go with him and may ride him. But it, like it's same thing with the Islanders. If one goaltender slips up, you can go with the other, whereas Dallas doesn't have that. And Peyton, I, I mean, I, I know we're going to probably all be picking Vegas here in this series, but it's for Dallas. It's hard to look at anyone and not say that Mira Heiskinen needs to have an even better series than he had in the last two. Uh, I, I think about how instrumental he was in the Calgary series. I think he was the one that really turned things around for Dallas and did it all by himself. And then got help from a man named Denis Gurionov in a very critical game. But you're correct. Hey, Skinnin is just going to have to be the leader. But at the same time, like I mentioned before, there are guys that are signed to big money. Uh, Sagan, Jamie Benn, which actually, as I look at Ben's numbers, they're not too bad. But I think he could still use a little bit more uh, finish to his game. But those are the guys that are going to have to step up here. Uh, Corey Perry, what kind of player is he going to be? Is he going to be the Corey Perry of old, or is he going to live in the penalty box? Rufay Hintz, uh, we looked at him last year as as a guy that would be great this year. He was their man in the postseason. Haven't seen much from him. There is potential there, and they're going to have to get it this series um, to state the obvious or it's all over. 
uh, you know, it's you know, you say they need finish. Well, they have this Kiviranta feller. I, I, I nah, okay. I knew you were gonna say that. I, is he just going to be the savior for Dallas now? Well, okay, that's the big question. Is he going to be this the savior, or is he the one of the biggest one game wonders we've ever seen? It's because Garyanov. Let's be honest. Yeah, Garyanov still is a leader in the overall points, but four of his eight goals that he scored in these playoffs were in game was a game six against Calgary. So, and Garyanov was pretty darn absent in the last series. I mean, Peyton, I don't know about you, but you know. One, I guess one game wonders or one series wonders has been the story for these Dallas Stars, except for Heiskanen. It's really going to be interesting to see what happens with Kiviranta, isn't it? Like, you almost want to pencil him in for Team Finland 2022, but then you think you may never hear from this guy ever again. And it, it could happen. He could be just a one game wonder. It, we've seen it before. Uh, I think we remember a guy named Jeremy Williams. Oh, yeah. He played for Grand Rapids. He played Grand Rapids Griffins. Great Jeremy Williams. Yeah, actually, he played four games in four years and had four Colts. He was he was the Josh Levo for a brief while for the Leafs. Thirteen points in nine games. He was nothing if not efficient. <laughs> Goal of the game player. Hey, you can't beat him. I would. I, Kenny Reed wrote a great book of Kenny Reed of sports that wrote a great book about one and only talking about guys that only scored one goal in the NHL. And I want to know how many of those guys scored one goal in like five games. I just, I wonder it'd be an interesting story, but Peyton, what is your, cause Alex and I both made our picks yesterday. I'm actually going to change my pick by the way. You can't change your pick. I'm going to, you cannot change your pick. It has not been officially broadcast. The game one happened. It was announced on the Twitter, on the Facebook, on the Instagrams. Darn, we would have done it on Twitch had we used it. But you said Knights and Six. I said Knights and Six. You can't change your pick, Alex. I will make sure that everyone knows. You can't change it on Twitter. We're not deleting on Twitter because we are not. We're above that. Well, you you can't edit tweets. You can't edit. You know what I mean. Peyton, your selection, sir. Knights in Five. I think they sweep it from here. Wow. That's what I was going to change mine to. So there we go. Oh, you, oh so you're changing it to Knights and Five. I thought you were going to say Stars because they won last Oh, night. no. I just wanted to change it from six games to five games. No, no. I'm sticking with Knights and Six. I I think they learned from their mistake. I, you know, I, it's. I they rest up. I, I just wonder. I wonder who, I wonder how this series is going to go. I mean, because. I, I'm shocked that when I said Knights in seven against Vancouver, I was just like, yeah, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be kind of a dumb pick, kind of a throwaway, because we don't base our picks on games because we're never right on games until I was actually right on games. Then, uh, then in that case, I'm a genius. So six may happen. It may be five, maybe seven, until it actually lands on six. And then I look at both of you guys and I say, ha, who's the genius? I'm going to tell Phil Sweeney that I am the expert. I mean, apparently you can't pick whether or not Grice will start in game one. So You know what? You were right once in your life, Alex. And I'll take it. <laughs> and I'm going to run with it, and I'm going to rub it in your face. I'm not going to rub it in Peyton's face because he's a friend of the show, three-time on the show. But Here you, on the Kula Show here on 12 Out Sports. But you, every day, all day. Every day of my life? Absolutely. Uh, but, man, I... Yeah, I'm not going to ask for Peyton's picks then because I, I think I think we'll need to ask Peyton when we get a little bit closer to about who who takes the cup. But I I do wonder. I it's just so weird to think Peyton and you can probably comment this as well because I mentioned to Alex earlier in one month the season will be over. Is yeah. it not just the weirdest thing, Peyton? 
uh, it feels like it just began. <laughs> and now, you know, there's kind of that now what feeling that hits. Uh, what are we going to do once uh, once the season ends? Hopefully for me, UAH hockey starts on time. So they mark 39 days until UAH hockey. So I would hope I have something to look forward to in that regard. Yeah, I, hopefully. I, we were talking about that off the air before we brought you on here, Peyton. And I, and I, I wonder, I mean, because... We already talked about us for Davenport. We got nothing going on. You got back with UAH, and, you know, it sounds like Alabama-Huntsville, because we had the first time we had you on, at least when I talked to you when we had you on, Alex, I know you weren't here for that episode, we talked about UAH program. Where, I guess, you know, since we have plenty of time here left in the show, here on the Kula Show, let, let's get your take, Peyton. How excited are you for this season of Chargers hockey? Well, considering how dreadful my COVID summer is, I'd care less how the season goes. I'm just ready to see them play again. Uh, that will do my heart wonders. Um, it hasn't really sank in until lately because I didn't think the season was supposed to start on time, but again, apparently it is. So that's wonderful. Um, it's going to be great to get in there. There's a the guy that um, he's going to be a freshman. His name is Io Naya, who uh, played his junior hockey. Um, well, he, he's from Ohio uh, for the junior blue jackets and then he, he played for the um, Carlton place Canadians and uh, he's a defenseman with some size and uh, skill and a lot of people compare him to Seth Jones so that's one guy I look forward to with Iowa Denier but again I'm just uh, can't wait to get back in the saddle again I never thought I'd uh, get to this point I, I should say this for the folks at home that probably don't know Peyton Turnage I actually got I actually kind of more I say met quote unquote met Peyton through Harrison Watt, seven-time member of the show. He's been on a few times, Alex. A few. And so that's why I got – so that's why Peyton coming up to Big Rapids would be fun because then all of us could get together, socially distant, of course. That'd be fun. Unless Harrison actually can't have me in the booth, in which I'll cry because that means I can't go to Mancino's, Alex. If, if All right, Peyton, if you come up to Big Rapids this year when Ferris takes on Alabama Huntsville, I'm going to tell you this. I don't care if I'm not working the game. You're coming to Mancino's. Mancino's grinders are to die for. It's literally a very crappy, greasy sub, but it's amazing. They're they're okay. He just has memories with it, so it's kind of a bias. And thing. you don't? Oh, I have a bias too. But I'm just saying, to someone who doesn't have the memories, it's not very good. It's oh. like it's like someone coming up and living in the north for a while, but saying that Bojangles burgers are better than like a steak and shake. I'll give them the biscuit, but I don't know about burgers. That that is true. Is there Bojangles down by you, Peyton? Um, so current, or, or, you have to figure out where I am right now. In the Boot Hill of Missouri, the very southern tip where I am right now, no Bojangles to be seen. Uh, in Alabama, in Huntsville, there's plenty of them. In fact, there uh, you see their advertisements during uh, Havoc and Chargers games, and the. Uh, Page and play biscuit is to die for, especially when the pimento cheese is around for Ooh. a limited time. See, there's a reason why the Charlotte Checkers, the the you know the arena that is you know sponsored by Bojangles, Bojangles they okay. call it the biscuit <laughs> because it's because it's, 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 it's they is win. It, it wins because it it's a cheesy name. But up, thank you. Bam. Hey, and I, I apologize that you just had to experience that. <laughs> he didn't um, even see it. That's the worst part. He just heard it. He can check I it think, out, though, I on the replay tomorrow on the Keel Show YouTube channel. Cheap plug. 
Honestly, for you, Peyton, I'm I'm really I'm hoping that you guys get to start somewhat on time. You know, because like you said, you it feels like we just started hockey season again, and now we have to wait because like COVID hit and hockey stops. So when we sit there, we're like, well, now what are we gonna do? Let's okay, let's watch NHL players play. NHL the video game and that'll be our hockey. I didn't watch a single bit of that. Either that or we'll watch replays cuz that's all we have to do. And then we get the playoffs back and that goes on for a bit and now in a month we're just going to have to sit there for 2 months and just well, twiddle our thumbs and try to come up with some stories. Well, we got to talk with Ken Cal, we got to talk with Pete Weber, Jim Well, Jackson. I'm not saying that it wasn't the, you know, we didn't do stuff, oh. but there was no hockey to watch. That's true. There was no hockey to watch. There was no hockey to report on. Nothing. All right. Not a zip. All right, Payne, it's time for you to stand up, though, for Bojangles. Rando, the Rando, who is coming up next here on the Kula Show at 8.30 Eastern Time, SPHL Rando, says that Popeyes, with a lot of greater than symbols, says that Popeyes is better than Bojangles. Peyton, your thoughts? It depends on what section of the menu you're talking about. Oh, boy. Bojangles? I think... I mean, obviously, they win by default on the breakfast side. I think they're kind of the breakfast champions across the board anyway. Uh, well, hold on. Waffle House, guys. Actual... Waffle House here. Got to be careful. Well, we're going between Bojangles and okay. Popeyes. Okay. Come okay. on now. And uh, when it comes to actual fried chicken, like pull off the bone, everything, I think Bojangles has the upper hand. But I will give Popeyes the upper hand when it comes to... Did we lose Peyton? Tenders. Oh, there we go. And just by a hair, the same. So, so you're going. And they pop- have red beans and rice. Fair enough. So you're going Popeyes over Bojangles too. Uh, again, just I, I can't say overall. I think Bojangles has the hand on some parts of the menu, while Popeyes has the hand on the others. That's a good central take there. But I'm not going to disparage the good name of Bojangles just straight out like that. Uh, Fair enough. See, I have to I have to go down south and try Bojangles because up up here in the north we got two things. We got Popeyes sometimes if you're lucky and KFC. And then there's the argument between those two and kind kind of like your opinion where one place just has stuff that's better than the other. You could do that for almost any fast food restaurant, you know, competition whether it's, you know, I don't count Burger King as a fast food place because they're disgusting, but mm-hmm. like McDonald's versus Wendy's or, you know, Frosty's talk- over McFlurry's. Basically, yeah. yeah. Here's one rule of thumb. Here's one rule of thumb. There's no good KFC, just notice- noticeably bad ones. That That is true. There's no amazing, I, that's a good point. There's no amazing KFCs, but apparently in the state of Kentucky, they suck from what I've been told. That's I, funny. That's funny. Except, I will say, I lived in, I lived in Louisville for a hot minute, and there was one right down the road where I worked, and it was pretty dang good. But other than that, yeah, no good KFCs, just no soy bad ones. Same rule of thumb for Applebee's. You know, it's funny because he's Peyton's going to come up here in Big Rapids, and you know what's going to happen? It'll be the night that I wouldn't do a game for some reason. If, if Harrison does allow me to do color commentary with the Fair State Bulldogs. Sure. And it'll be the night they don't have B-dubs. No Buffalo Wild Wings. Because for some reason, that was every night that I worked with Harrison. Actually, my first game I did with Harrison had Buffalo Wild Wings. Every game after that, Jimmy John's. Oh, we had bu- Buffalo Wild Wings last night. We can't have two nights in a row. And I'm like, 
For me, you can. What's wrong with what's wrong with Jimmy John's? Jimmy John. Okay, I have Jimmy John's all the time at Patterson. That's the problem. <laughs> all right, Peyton. Jimmy John's or Subway? <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, so I'm not a big just straight cold cut guy. Like I need my toasted subs. Even if Subway is terrible, I still take them over Jimmy John's. Okay, that's that's a fair point. Is okay. Now this is a very important because there's uh, there's a couple up here and I like them. Is there a firehouse subs near you? Or does that even ring a bell? There's um in places Oh yeah, for sure. Um there was another place right road where I worked in Louisville. There's there's some uh around not really close to where I live, but within a brief distance. And yeah, firehouse is pretty good. I would take them over Jimmy John's, even though I will say Jimmy John's got great bread, but that's about it. You hey, get their day old bread for two quarters. That's what you. That's where you got to really get it in there. You just go there and buy their big loaves of bread for fifty cents. Turn that into garlic bread. Turn there that into go. oh garlic bread. Remember yeah. you when you just skipped three weeks because you're on search of garlic bread, Alex? Yeah. Remember that. Remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, I feel like I was gonna ask him one more question about food. I'm sorry. Now I'm hungry. Which then again, I haven't had dinner yet, so that probably explains a lot. But I was something Doesn't about that time. Oh yeah. Is does anyone remember? Actually, no, excuse me. We all probably remember Quiznos, the originator of the toasted sub, at least in fast food chain. I mean, I remember them, but you didn't like them. I never had it. You they never had terrible qu- commercials. Oh, that's true. Well, basically, you never had Quiznos. I ever. think there's a reason why they went out of business. <laughs> I just thought it was money purposes. I mean, how do you think they make they money? They still have some. I actually passed them today. A uh, Quiznos. Jeez, Michigan's missing out. Yeah, yes, in Paducah, Kentucky. Well, that reminds. Oh, geez, apparently we got to drive down to Kentucky. I don't think I'm going to drive to Kentucky for Quiznos. If I'm I'll driving dr- for, down to Kentucky, it's for other food. I will. Hey, I will drive. Listen, I would be willing to do two things, Alex. One, I have to go to Nashville to have hot chicken one of these days. Oh, pay, for Pete's pay, sake. I will. I will die on that hill, Alex. I will not have anything Nashville hot chicken until I go to Nashville. Okay. And I will be willing to drive down to southern Indiana for a Waffle House. I'm sorry. I love Waffle House. I may be in the minority here, but Waffle House, it's amazing. Here, here's the one thing. And Peyton, you can most certainly vouch for this because you were, you've been blessed with you know living in the South probably for a while. But Did we just lose Peyton? Oh, I think we may have lost Peyton. That's all right. Did we lose Peyton? Who knows? Let me text him, see if he's okay. Are you alive, sir? I was just going to say that the South just has good food, so I'm going to have to you just take a tour down there and see how that works. Let me try to call him again, see what happens. No, you if, keep ho- working on that. Well, hopefully he didn't get disconnected. Hopefully not. Oh, I know we're having... Oops, cut it. Okay, yep, so I'm calling him back. Oh, yeah. hello. There he's there. Hola. There we go. We got him back, folks. Okay. Well, the thing is, is that we're doing this on. So, okay. Allow me to quick explain what's why may that may have cut out for a second. So, we're using my old S7 calling Peyton here because my S20, my brand new Samsung phone, Alex, it does. It has that C port for your ad, earphone jack. You know, it's got one of those. It doesn't have your headphone classic jack. earphone headphone. It doesn't have your 3.5 millimeter jack, which is what connects to my Samsung S7 which actually works in my mixer because when we had Cody Jansen on a week and a half ago, I had to do a Google Meet call, a video call, because I couldn't call him on this phone because he couldn't hear me through this. So that's why we're doing a Wi-Fi call. So it may have connected, disconnected with the Wi-Fi. 
Everything looks good now. Peyton, are you okay? I'm great. Hungry. I know we're talking about food. I know we're talking about food. Well, before we actually got cut off, I was going to say, I mean, the one thing that the the South has been blessed with is delicious food. And I'm going to have to take multiple summers of just road tripping the South, whether it be Kentucky, you know, Missouri for their barbecue, going to Tennessee for Nashville, Carolina barbecue. Heck, I'll even go down to Louisiana, get myself some crawfish and gator, something like that. What in the heck is did you just go full scale Cajun? Yes. <laughs> you you went full scale stupid as this does, Mrs. Blue. You went full Forrest Gump there. Sure. <laughs> but no, I that's the one thing. Oh my oh. goodness, I love every second. Well he because he call, hey, listen, you go you apparently call games in Huntsville, you just get down there and you get down there in the bayou. Down there, watch the Tigers, watch them play Bama. Go Tigers. G-E-A-U-X Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> they don't spell it. Well, they spell it right, just not American English right. No. I mean, heck, in the Midwest, we've got potatoes and casserole. That's, uh, what, that's what we're known for. Uh, you know what? A good thing of cheesy potatoes is very, very, uh, that's comfort food right yeah, there. Yeah, but that don't be barbecue, son. <sighs> See, Okay. Welcome, we, we try. Welcome to the here. culinary show with Tyler and Alex and Peyton Turnage. And Peyton Turnage here. I, you know, because it's funny. I, I mean, people say comfort food. People say, com- and I said this and made this as a joke when they saw the Matthew Kachuk gift during Game Six between Calgary and Dallas. I said when someone get, says there's comfort food and for some reason mac and cheese is not involved. And for me, I need mac and cheese when I have comfort food. Yeah, I get it. Peyton, Peyton, what is your go-to comfort food? So I'm pretty uh, picky, but I would say, I mean, it's hard to tell. I guess a good barbecue plate. Okay. Good old barbecue. Some plate. form of potato, potato fries. Uh... Oh, we lost Peyton again. Okay, I think we may. All right, we got Peyton with the barbecue. We may say goodbye to him. I do apologize to Peyton. Um, Wi-Fi is just messing up right now, folks. Yeah, we we tried really hard, but uh, I mean, hey, we had some good talk though. I'll, I'm gonna text. Him. I'm gonna text him and say we'll uh, we'll just say goodbye to him for now. Bye, Peyton. Um, yeah, bye, Peyton. Right. Um, but but uh, during the meantime, while you're doing that, we'll go to break here. Um, five minutes to eight, seven fifty-five Eastern Standard Time. But we'll take a break here, and then we will be back, and we'll talk about stuff, more stuff. I, I don't know what yet, but we'll talk about it. We'll be back after this. And we are back here on the Keel Show on 12 Ounce Sports. With better connection, I hope, this time. Hopefully. Sponsored by MyBookie.ag and Second Street Leather Company, crafted from the crease. It says so on his shirt. Yes, it says it so on his shirt. So, thank you once again to Peyton Turnage for being on the show. Three-time guest I don't know. It'll be a while before he catches up to Harrison and Thomas. Well, yes, because one, it's probably easier for us to get a hold of them. 
Well, no, Peyton. It, well, second of all, it's well, just it's just a matter of seven times is a lot. Well, okay, so let's so Harrison we've had mainly on for college hockey, but then we've had him and Thomas on a lot. We had Tom. How many times did we have Thomas on during COVID? At least three. Total, and we've had Tom. Thomas was Twice, one of our. I think Thomas was one of our early pickups, because at well, let's see. Steve Dangle was our first guest, and then we had, I was I think John Hoven was our next one. I don't think we had Thomas until probably our third season, or in, no, it was uh, during our Eastern Conference preview in eighteen nineteen, so our second season technically, but yeah, no he. Then that's when he started and he became a regular. And after that, there was more and stuff like that. I got the game coming up here on the, uh, on the, on the new phone, the phone that won't just die out on you. Oh, geez, it fell. It fell. It's okay though. <laughs> there you go. I'm breaking stuff over here today. It's, it's, it's been a day and a half. How about that? eh? but no, this year has been five. This year has been five years. Next week is very tiring already, even though we haven't even arrived there yet, but and they're showing the highlights from Braden Point, absolutely dangling poor Jonas Corposalo's jack off. Okay, here's here's my thing. People thought 2019 sucked. And we're like, 2020 is going to be my year. 2020 is going to be great. It's going to be a land of opportunity. It's going to be a land of a thousand dances, all that good stuff. Who the heck says land of a thousand dances? There's no, Band there's, people. Oh, that's a band thing? It's a song. Land of a thousand dances. Yeah, that's Land of a Thousand. Yeah. But no. Now it got worse. People are like, 2021 is going to be my year. No, it's not. Let's just accept the fact that... You thought murder hornets were fun. We took murder. God, what do you have in store for us today? Well, what I did is I took murder hornets, I combined them with a whale, and now they're huge and in the water. By the way, they have feet so they can come on land. Wait, they can swim and be in the air? Wait, they can do everything? They're basically a moose. Because, <laughs> oh, by the way, I don't know. Murder hornets you, are a moose. All right, let's go on the I genetics know, of this thing I here. I don't know if you noticed, but moose can swim underwater. I'm sure they can, Alex, because they can... No, like, legit. They can swim underwater. And they're tall. <laughs> they will kill you regardless of whether or not you're on land. Really? Either or they will... If you are swimming in a nice, nice little lake or whatever, they will pick you up from the lake, bring you to the land, and pummel you. I'm scared. You're scared? 2021 is the year of the moose. Moose! 2021 is the year of the moose. The moose are going to make the most of their missed opportunity of the mayhem and mostly just me being mad at most things. And man, do I miss not having to worry about so much. You done? Moose. <laughs> We're going with the M's here on this episode. Shoes. As we are running off the rails, the train is gone. We're just sitting there. I hear that train coming, and it's gone. There, no, there's a train coming down the mountain because it fell off the rails, and it's just hitting the rocks. Man, it's coming down the mountain in the boulders of the mayhem and the rocks and the moose. <laughs> it's picking up moose on the front. <laughs> My coffee's wearing off. Oh, uh, it is 8.04 in the evening. We have 25 minutes and change before talking miners at the rando. 
when apparently he's going to talk some SPHL problems and the Motor City Rockers having issues. But before we get to that, and we get before we get to Brando, we will be talking about some other stuff that happened with at least within the past few days. You know, ever since you know Thursday, Tyler. Do you want to go over a couple of words that were uh, given out recently? I think we should, Alex. A because well, we have time, and we and I I was afraid because I knew we only had two series to talk about. So I'm like, well, I maybe have some time, but I wasn't sure if we were going to get to them. But yes, Alex, the, the answer to your question is yes. 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 See. Yes. We. No. What What is in German? What is yes in German? Yeah. It, it was just yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh yeah, bud. Just going for a rip, are you, bud? Duh. Just going out for a rip? I thought I'd make a joke. Mein Liebchen. Yes, Munza. Okay. You're going to start speaking gonna, German I'm now? I'm going to stop right now. So, Tyler. What? Hockey news, please. Are you? Wait. Oh, so we're going. I'll say the awards first. So first, the first one is the Bill Maston Award, which is for perseverance and there were a couple of very well-deserving candidates this year. And when I talked about them during the pause, they were all the players that were nominated. Let me see if I can quick find them here before I don't quite see them. Who else? Was, oh, yeah. So Stephen Johns of the Dallas Stars, who came back after a long concussion, uh, concussion-like symptoms. And, of course, Oscar Limblom, who came back last series for the Philadelphia Flyers where they were eliminated. They were also in the running. But the winner of this year's Bill Maston Award is Bobby Ryan. And this one, it, it's an award, Alex, that I always love to look at because a lot of it is based on a come-from-behind story or a comeback story. Last year, it was Robin Leonard with the New York Islanders overcoming his alcohol and his drug addiction. This year, it's Bobby Ryan, who literally took a pause and left the Ottawa Senators to go into rehab, which is something that, you know, you always hear, oh, they'll do it in the offseason, or they'll do it on their own time. Bobby Ryan left during the season because it was that it was that important for him to get help. And everyone was supportive. And of course, Robin Leonard himself reached out to Bobby Ryan and every well, at least pardon me, at least on social media I saw him supporting him. I don't know if he reached out to him like text or call, but long story short, Reached out to him. Bobby Ryan came back. Remember, he scored a hat-trick in his first game back, at least in Ottawa, and that was a great moment. And the fact that he was able to overcome all that, well-deserving of the award for Mr. Bobby Ryan. Um, a lot of these awards are going to be given out before the finals are done just because they're individual awards that don't necessarily are based on statistics and whatnot. This one here, obviously, it's obviously something bigger in the game, and it's good to see Bobby Ryan doing well and winning the 2020 Bill Masterton Award. Always got to remember, folks, personal health over sports. Always. Take care of yourself. And if someone's out there that needs talking to and needs some help, reach out to them. Let them know you're there. Let them know you're there. Always. Let yeah. them know. Even, even if, if, if you have to like check them and be like, hey, hey, I'm here, by the way. Just letting you know. Just simple text message sometimes. That's something I know. Because yeah, I know it's funny because, well, I think the season will be back around by the Bell Let's Talk Day that we always like to promote here on the Kula Show. Yeah. And, I mean, that should be every day, but it's something that obviously means a lot to us, and it's good to know that Bobby Ryan is one of those guys that has come out and make his story public because a lot of guys have tried to have hide, like, I'd say maybe five or so years ago, Alex's story would not have came public because people, at you know, even five he years tried ago. tried to hide it. 
and they don't because they think it's weakness, and it's not a weakness, Alex. It's something that I mean. It is stronger to admit that you have a problem than to cower in the shadows. And I'm not saying that if you are not trying to broadcast it that you are a coward, by all means, no, because that that just defeats the purpose of this. Right. Every person deals with their problems how they do, and as long as you're dealing with your problem in a very smart and a healthy way, by all means, you do what you got to do, boo, boo. But. Well said. Well. Well said. Glad that he got the award. Glad that he's doing better. Glad that he's back in hockey. And, hey, might not be in the playoffs. Might not be number one on your program, but he's number one in your heart. Bobby Ryan. Bobby Ryan. He's number nine in the program, Alex. Well, that's why I said he might not be, but. He's he's supposed to say number nine in your program, number one in your hearts, Robert. Okay, but not everyone's Shane Falco. Number 16 in your programs, number one. What did you have? Keanu Reeves is 56 years old. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's over 45. Because Keanu Reeves is a god. He is ageless. Goaltender, too. Call with the wrong hand. He's like, uh, oh, what's his name? I just talked about Paul him Rudd. the other day. No, not Paul Rudd. Well, Paul Rudd's pretty all right. He's right. He's got that thing. Well, I'm trying to think of, are you thinking of Ageless Wonders or yeah. People I Don't Age? Or? Um, I will oh, say, you gosh. Could, I, I haven't seen the new Bill and Ted yet, but you could definitely tell Alex Winter's age. Like, Kurt lot. Russell's a good one. Kurt. Eh. Eh. Matthew McConaughey. Um, yeah, that's true. Let's see. Brad Pitt's been doing pretty good for himself. Johnny Depp just looks old. I'm sorry. Johnny Depp's old. He, he can't do that no more. He ain't no 21 Jump Street Johnny Depp. Kevin Costner can still pull it off. But you can tell Costner he's not feel the dreams, Kevin Costner. He's not well, even he's not even Billy Chappell for love of the game, Kevin Costner. Well, no, but he's still got it, you know? Yeah. Thomas Gray, starting for the New York Islanders. Who is right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, of all ages? It's me. Is it you? Booyah. You want to know why I knew who it was going to be? Because I'm wearing the shirt. Because you're wearing the, island, insider. Well, the, the Islanders-esque shirt, not the Islanders shirt. That's not, that's not Jack. I Fisherman. am the... Since the cans are out, and I'm sorry for... No, you're not. Fans. You're not. Alex, you I am the informant for the Islanders. The Islanders informant? The informant for the Islanders. I'm going to... I mean, you know what? I'm going to message the entire Carolina Hurricanes fan base and tell them that you jumped off the bandwagon. And I'm they're not gonna make, jumping off the bandwagon. They, you jumped off the bandwagon, Alex, and guess what? I'm going to make sure that they close up that tailgate. They ain't letting you back on. Okay, here's the thing. It's not a freaking bandwagon. Because in that case, you're a Toronto Maple Leafs bandwagon fan. I was a fan you're when a... Jonas Gustafson was the starting goaltender. No, Don't no, you dare. No, you are a Toronto Maple Leafs bandwagon fan. I was a bandwagon when de- no one was on You it. are a Detroit Red Wings bandwagon fan. Because you want to know why? The year that you started to live, they decided to be really good during the regular season. Alex, they were the number one team in 94 as well. And they still lost to the Sharks bandwagon fan. I was born into it. Blame dad. You weren't a fan until they were good. <laughs> and I was a fan. Of, I chose to be a fan of the Leafs, Tyler, the are Blue you, Jays, Tyler, are the you a fan Argos. Right now? Yeah. Are you a fan of the Detroit Red Wings right now? No. Well, you know what? They are not good. You were a fan when they I were good. I left them when they were in the middle of their playoff streak. Whatever. Yeah. A playoff streak that lasted what? 25, 25 years? years? Great. Fantastic. It's almost like they were, they've been in the playoffs, or, well, they were in the playoffs, as long as you've been alive. Rando agrees with me. You jumped off the bandwagon. Close up that tailgate cage, man. Rando, I got a problem with you. I'm going to stay on this 12-ounce sports network. You come on my show. 
I got words. You you about to say Rando called you up for not being on Twitter. Now you're kind of back on Twitter. Now yeah. I'm kind of back on you're, Twitter. You're half back on Twitter. I exist. Twitter. I look at it sometimes. You acknowledge it. No, I, no. Actually, no. I'd love to go on Rando's show. Let's talk SBHL hockey. Let's talk Tampa about score professional. Who cares? 144 in. Braided point. I should have said Palat was going to score because he would have scored first. Let's see how this goes. Well, apparently. You did say Palat. Well, you said Palat for the Game 7 winner in overtime. Palat for the Game 7 winner, yes. By the way. I'll come on your show, talk SPHL hockey, and I'll talk about how you're a bandwagon fan, sir. No, he's not. I'm just he kidding. talks about the SPHL. He's not a bandwagon. He's a bandwagon supporter. He's a he's a SPHL supporter. Not he's bandwagon. a Motor City's Rockers bandwagoner. Only. <laughs> well, I wonder how. I, we're going to have to tune into the to the rando after this. I want to hear what's going on. Apparently something with the coach or excuse me, the former coach. I've, I've read, honestly, some, I've been, I follow my, the rando on the Twitter. So I, I see his stuff and apparently something's going on. Okay. So, since he's on there, well, he said, how's next week? So yeah, I'm ready, in ready for four hours of work. Dibs. Let's go four hours to work for the Kiel boys. I'm in, but since we actually have you in the chat, rando, Bus League Hockey, what's your opinion? They follow each other. They do follow each other? As far as I know, they do. Randall's okay. like, let's go. Let's because go with four O's. He's got four O's for the let's there go. There we go. I'm in it. But no, honestly, I because, well, when I was doing the Interstate Hockey League stuff. Oh, yeah. How'd that go, Alex? Me and talking with Bus League Hockey, that was a regular thing. Because they would always you know, try to hit me up sometimes for questions or, or at least they'd hit up other people and then love have to them we them. work together on stuff all the time See, okay perfect each other. okay like good I'm yeah. just, I'm just, it's a good working relationship it's a, it's a, it's a valid question it's a valid question I think we now that if that didn't scare Wixie I don't know what will good thing we only got 15 minutes if that didn't break the sound barrier I don't know what will don't make me start singing take on me then not not the big oh you do it no don't start that one's sad that one's sad it is sad the soft the acoustic version is sad Deadpool scene was sad. I don't think I cried in the movie theater, though. I don't think I cried, but I, I got a little teary-eyed. You're not supposed to cry. Men don't cry. Yes, and then I watched the uh, the season, series finale. You're going to cry night. during Marley and Me? Huh? You're going to cry at the end of the How I Met Your Mother? Huh? No, not at the end. The final episode, but not the end. The L- Yes, the Barney Stinson having a daughter scene. Yes, you're darn right. I cried well, that, again. Yeah, that's the end. No, the end is... Oh, you're right. That should be the end. Not Ted going up and grabbing the French blue horn, blue French horn, and going up to Robin and saying, "Let's get married and end the series that way." That's the stupidest way to end the series. Jeez, I'd rather them jump the shark like they did with Happy Days. I'm still a 75 year old man. Well, I mean, they should have just if you, if we're going by that, they should have just ended the series when they actually, you know, when Ted met the kid's mom. They sh- well, they should have done it with the end of the wedding or whatever. Yeah, and. The- Listen, they, you're right. They should have. How I Met Your Mother, and that's it. But everyone knows the entire storyline of that series was Robin and Ted. I'm sorry. They ruined it. Yep, they ju- they did it. They didn't ruin it. They ruined it. No, it was perfectly planned out. All of those scenes with the kids they were, were done shot in before 05. Yes, they were the shot. pilot. They were shot. No, the pilot, if you look at the pilot, it's different. It was after the pilot, after they got the green light from the network. Was it? Yes. So oh, if you well. look at the, yeah, but so, but yes. You get in, the point. It was at the beginning. In 2005, yes, they did everything. <laughs> uh, I still hate the way that ended. They didn't need to do that. They could have just ended it. That's fair. The alternate ending's out there. It's beautiful. 
We got 14 minutes left. We got one more word to talk about, right? Yes. And one more cause to talk about. Yes. Well, they kind of go in with each other. Yes. The King Clancy Award. Yes. Oh, my, my saying? Well, it? you're, you're going to talk about the award because okay. you did Bill Master, and I'll talk about the cause. So, the cause with pause. The King Clancy Award, which is doing, I forget the exact name, it's pretty much doing a lot for the community and working outside of the game. Being a good guy off the ice. Yes, which is obviously always very important because it's good to, you know, it's good to be a nice guy. Easy. So, Matthew Dumba wins this year's King Clancy Memorial Trophy. Which and the award is presented to thank you Sportsnet staff for making sure you write this out for me so I can read it. Who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and has made a noteworthy humanitarian contribution in his community. Now, for those that remember Matthew Dumba before Game One of the Vegas Chicago series, was it not? Yes, he went out there and gave a very heartfelt speech and took a knee during the anthem and throughout the playoffs put his fist in the air. He was one of the many members that took the Black Lives Matter movement very seriously, very personally, obviously, and made sure he put that forward during these playoffs. And yes, albeit it was only there for the qualifying round, but he is a big part of the Hockey Diversity Alliance, which is great to see as that continues to thrive. As the league has gotten better, obviously, with the boycott the week and a half ago, good to see them. And of course, Dumba was promoting that as well, or excuse me, not promoting it, but well, yes, promoting it and obviously being a big part of it. Even though he was on the outside, it was good to see that Matthew Dumba was able to be a big part of it and has been recognized by the league for his work with the Hockey Diversity Alliance and the NHL in general. And now the NHL last couple days has come up with something, Alex, that is trying to further promote the cause. Yep. So um, I don't have the full list in front of me. Um, because this this is being reported on TSN, I have to make sure who it, it's through the Canadian press. So it's the Canadian uh, press is just like it's like Sportsnet staff writers. It's just like it's a bunch of people report on it, and it's all into one. Yeah, and, and now the Islanders Discord. Sorry, this was uh, done on. The, also, uh, there was a article that was released on NBC and almost any place you can get well, hockey uh, news or news in general. Get, because you are reporting reading off of TSN. Obviously, it's more than just one place, but yes. Right. Um, but that being said, so the NHL released a list of anti-racism and inclusion uh, initiatives that they are going to be um, taking, a part, taking in part with the Hockey Diversity Alliance, uh, which was co-founded by uh, Akeem Alou and San Jose Sharks uh, winger Evander Kane. Yep. So, which, you know, Matt Dumba is also involved with and other uh, players of minority groups that are in the NHL. Joel uh, Ward, I, well, I know he's not playing now, but Joel Ward's a big part of that and whatnot, but continue. Uh, I'm not sure if Ryan Reeves is directly involved with them or if it's just I think through the actions of all of the players that have been involved with. I feel know, like Reeves would be. I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure, but he, he definitely was a keynote speaker when they had the entire the press yep. press conference for the boycotts and everything, which it just makes sense because, you know, as two white people talking about, you know, a racial topic in a sport that is very white dominated, yep. it, it's just one of those things where, you know, we have to, we take the people that are there that are involved and we, we put them to the poor prompt. Forefront. Forefront. Goodness. I can't speak today. Forefront. Give them the voice. Give them the microphone, the megaphone. You know, let them say what they need to say. And they've been doing a fantastic job of that. But 
like we said, you know, the NHL uh, announced this long list, um, which part of it is them and the HDA um, taking, you know, commitment to funding grassroots programs uh, for minority minorities, doing some funding, impacting, uh, you know, doing social justice initiatives, anti-racism education, uh, promoting black individuals and businesses and working with uh, minority organizations and businesses in the future. This is obviously something that the league has been doing um, their part in working on. They've obviously had, you know, skepticism as they are, you know, one of the professional sports that doesn't have a lot of minority um, players or individuals that are involved with it. But I think they're just, this is one big step for them to do this. And I think especially with the HDA being involved and working with them directly and the NHLPA as well, this is a huge step for, you know, anti-racism. This is a huge step for the league. This is a huge step for, you know, black hockey players and other play hockey players of minority groups. Racism's bad, and I don't like racism in sports. So this is good. I like this. Yep. Sports, there's been this new age and new breed of hockey players that are willing to stand up and serve not only as players but as activists it's not just in hockey it's not just in basketball it's not just in baseball it's all sports and i'm loving every second of it because i just don't have the time to hate people so why don't we just not hate each other let's spend our time doing good things for good people and doing a good cause or involving ourselves with good causes i concur that, that's about all I got to say about that. So, Dumba, Kadri, Reeves, Kane, Kane, Akimalu. And, and let's be honest. He, everybody else that has been involved with this, NHL as a whole, NHLPA, HDA as a whole. And the NHL for letting these players have the opportunity to speak out and and obviously, all the you see the skate we you know we skate for Black Lives and and whatnot, all the stuff you see in the arenas, all that is important in order to to move forward with this. And you know, this is something that we really never talked about on the show before until the boycott. Because I, I'll be honest with you, Alex, I didn't know how to talk about it. But having conversations with other people since then, and listening and hearing, you know, everyone, and because I I work with I worked you know when I was working. At other places, I've worked with people of color, of minorities, and getting to hear their takes and getting to listen to them and understanding their feelings is important to moving forward and to actually changing here in this culture. Not just not just hockey, not just sports, but as you know, as humanity as a whole. And so that's why I'm glad we're moving forward from there. But good that, take, good I, take. I, well, I don't know if as a take or not, but I just I well, it, it is a take. It's yeah. it's not. But you don't have to be controversial to have a take on something. That's but. true. But take us home, Alex. I think it's time for us. Fair enough. It is 8.24 in the evening on Monday, the 7th of September. Coming up next on 12 Ounce Sports, it's going to be Talking Miners with the Rando. Who knows? Maybe we'll be on the show next week. Next week. Next week. Miners with the Rando. The Keel Boys. They're going to be on. Yep. He's going to be talking about some trouble in the SPHL, like we mentioned earlier, and chaos with the Motor City Rockers. Have to mention this again, and I'm going to make sure to get oh, it up there. Wait, hold on. Are we, put, are we putting you up there? Hold on a second. Well, you put that up there. All right, fine. Okay. Here, you show yours well, let's first. Let's get this first. 
Look at that. We sweater. got merch. It's beautiful. It is, it is being shipped out. The first people that have been given access to it before we were able to broadcast it, and we decided to let everybody know about the merch has been getting the or the orders are coming in, and the shipments are going out. Make sure to get your merch at teespring.com slash stores slash the keel show. The link should be at the bottom of the screen right now before it comes back to our ugly mugs. But tune in on Thursday for another quick shift edition with Tyler. For Tyler, I'm your host, Alex. We will see, I'll see you next Monday. He'll be seeing you next Thursday upcoming. Talking with Rando, 12 Ounce Sports, coming up for us. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.